Hello, my lovely parents. Welcome back to the Pam Hour, a My Saki Productions show, entertaining you live from our small ass kitchen. I am Camilla, and I'm here with my co-host. Oh, that's right. Yes, I am doing this by myself this time. So this is the first time that I am doing a show by myself. Um, Christopher is usually with me, but for some reason we just decided to do it solo. Um, well, we do have a reason. The reason is because on the specific day we decided to shoot this episode, um, we had Noel not agreeing with us on this, so he had to go entertain her for me. Uh, j- just, you know one of the many joys of parenthood honestly (laughs) so he had to go entertain her for me so i just decided to take over the episode by myself because the person that uh, was the guest for this episode is also a new mom and newer mom really the child six months old but it ended up working out if you are an expecting parent or you want to become pregnant or you're trying to become pregnant um, even if you're a father who has a spouse that is pregnant and you guys just don't know what the fuck is going to go on. Um, I really hope that you can take away from this episode. Um, this is not needing to say that it will pertain to the pregnancy directly because every woman goes through a pregnancy differently. Some better than others. Some can't handle it at all. Um, but, you know, what matters is that we make it through. And the reason for this particular episode that we have, it focuses on pregnancy and it's because the guest that we have for this episode her name is lauren garcia and she is the first person to email us at mysockyproductions at gmail.com i'm going to go ahead and read the email that she sent to us that inspired us to do this episode it says you asked for an email so here it is (laughs) y'all should have an episode on the actual pregnancy and not Oh, excuse me. And another about birth and after. It's the weirdest, most amazing, and most horrifying time. I don't think people talk enough about it honestly or openly. I read a million things, but there was still a whole bunch that I just had to find out firsthand. Love you guys. Thanks for doing this show. Heart emoji, Lauren Garcia. Well, guess what? So we decided to reach out to Lauren ourselves, um, and I'm just like, you know what? I can't think of a better person to be a guest on this next episode with to you know kind of go trimester by trimester with and really break it down in details this episode has a lot of tmi a lot of uncomfortable moments and now that i think about it i can't believe i relayed as much as i did on this episode about my body and my personal experience but i did and i did it for you guys and i really hope that you guys learn a lot from it and if you have any questions you can always Email us, as Lauren did, at mysockyproductions at gmail.com and continue following us at Instagram on, um, what is it, mysockyproductions. All right. Hope you guys enjoy. Take care. So here in the PAMA, we want to introduce our guest of the week. Her name is Lauren. Hey, Lauren, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? Doing pretty good, thank you. We're just, you know, we took a little longer to set up this time because for some reason, Noelle 
has developed more curiosity. So she was trying to play with our equipment. So it was a whole thing. But that's how the story goes with parenthood. Um, But thank you for asking. (laughs) Uh, So I just want to start the interview off with asking you a simple question. If you can just share with the listeners your age, how many children you have, and their age, please. Yeah. Um, I'm 24 years old. Um, My husband and I have one daughter. Uh, Her name is Alejandra, um, or AJ for short. And she is about 20 weeks. And for those that don't count in weeks, because I didn't until I had a kid, um, she's almost five months. <laughs> five months. I can't believe the time has flown so much that she's almost mm-hmm. half a year. And that's funny that you bring that up about the weeks thing, because I used to be the same way until I had a child <laughs> myself. Like When people were like, she's 24 weeks, I'm like, what is that? What is that? Why am I doing <laughs> math right now? <laughs> yeah, like I don't feel like doing math. Just tell me the months, please. So that's really funny yeah. that I'm not the only one that feels that way. So yeah. So your child is still very much a baby baby. How has been yeah. um how has been your new mommy experience? How has it been for you? It's been great. I I love being at home. Luckily, I've been able to stay at home. My husband still works, and I get to be a stay-at-home mom, which has its own um, perks. <laughs> but because I was a nanny as well, like a lot of the taking care of AJ has been easy. <clears throat> and so, like that kind of comes naturally because I've been doing it for so many years. But I mean, she's she's also just a really easy baby. She sleeps well. She eats well. She's happy so I can't really complain okay it sounds like you know that's really funny that you bring that up because every time uh, we FaceTime like as you know we do couples FaceTime and just chit chat Mm -hmm. since I mean as I mean the listeners don't know but uh, Lauren's husband he has been friends with my husband for a long over maybe 30 years something like that Mm -hmm. so that's how I met Lauren and how I know her lovely family, and now baby AJ. Uh, so, but yeah, every time we FaceTime, AJ's either sleeping or if she's awake, she's just chilling. Like she doesn't cry. Like, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of jealous. Honestly, she's such a low key yeah, baby. Oh, she's, so <laughs> she's super. It's funny chill. because recently she's really started to find like her laughter, and it's almost like a scream that she does. So if my husband's playing with her in one room, like she'll start screaming because she's laughing. And I hear it in the other room and I'm like running. I'm like, what's wrong? And she's just laughing. <laughs> it's like, uh, she's going to have a weird laugh when she's older. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I don't even remember when uh, when Lauren, when uh, Noelle first started laughing. I think it was around the same time, though. Uh, has she learned yeah. any other uh, skill? Has she been rolling over or attempted walking yeah. which i know is more advanced but yeah no she loves rolling over she like anytime she gets like she always rolls over um which is usually fine except for when she does it on our changing mat when we're changing her diaper and then she rolls over i'm like no, 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 stop. <laughs> poop everywhere um, <laughs> yeah but so, like we put her down to play like at the little play mobile like she's rolling over she rolls over in her bed so like we've given up on rolling her back on her stomach and I know everybody's like freaking out like but she sleeps on her stomach because we can't get her to stay on her back oh how interesting that's her newest trick yeah um she also loves trying like pushing off and like standing 
Um, oh, that wow. one we figured out she's been able to do like this last couple of weeks. Um, so oh, that's she really has awesome. no balance still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has no balance. So like I have to balance her, but like she holds her own weight, which is really cool. I that's she's probably gonna start walking sooner. Uh, and I think Noelle started yeah. walking at 13 months, but AJ is probably going to be walking around like nine or 10 months if she's already yeah. developing that skill. Already doing that, yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, I mean, since she was born, she was like super strong. <clears throat> she's been able to hold her head up really easily and really fast, really early. Um, so That's good. It's, it's awesome that she's just so strong. Yeah, that motor skill definitely helps. Um, so does she lift her head up to latch do you nurse or do you just do formula what is your method of feeding we just do formula has um, it always been that we way had, um except for when we were in the hospital yes um i had to come home and we'll get into this more later as well i know um but i had come home from the hospital and i was in immense pain we actually had to go back to the doctor to get some medication with the medication and the pain i didn't feel comfortable nursing Mm-hmm. And then um, I actually ended up having another surgery um, a month after she was born, give or take. And again, I was on medication and I was in and out of it. So we just decided um, uh, with a couple other reasons, it was just better for us as a family. to Definitely. Definitely. And yeah, like you said, we will dive into that later in the episode, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I would definitely touch base on nursing and breastfeeding because any method of feeding your baby is important. Mm-hmm. You know, like we does we don't need to just breastfeed, uh, which is something that is hammered into women and it's kind of expected uh, in societal norms and it shouldn't be that way. You know, like it's for it's whatever the family is comfortable with. Like if it's a formula fed mm-hmm. baby if it's a tube fed baby, you know, like it doesn't matter, like how, as long as the baby is fed. Um, but like you said, we'll dive into that later for sure. But, you know, you're saying that being a new mommy has been a great experience. Have there been any downs to it? Um, I mean, I struggle with depression. So like that is a hard thing to like be home all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, that's worse with what's going on right now with the coronavirus and being on lockdown. Um, yeah. Definitely. So for me, that's been probably one of the hardest things um, to handle. Um, and then her, she's just started teething as well. So, of course, that makes it, like, worse. Crying. Oh, she's putting her yeah. hand in her mouth and chewing on everything. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want to nap. And, you know. But. Yeah. I remember I those times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely remember fun, those right? times. <laughs> Yeah, we're just like, what's wrong with her? Is she's is she salivating a lot or drooling a lot? Not salivating, not crazy amount. She definitely is more. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I've seen some babies that like their onesies and shirts are like completely dripping wet, and she hasn't yeah. been that bad, which is a blessing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At one point, Noelle was like that. I'm like, I'm like, why are, yeah. is your chest all wet? And then she would break out because of the saliva. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like the worst mom ever. <laughs> like I would just feel terrible all the time. And then we tried the bibs yeah. and she would tear the bibs off. It was a whole thing. So I definitely remember <laughs> well, that period. Yeah. Well, that is another thing you mentioned is like the, the mom guilt. Mm-hmm. Of like you do something as simple as like like you say she breaks out because she's drooling like we can't control that she's drooling exactly. but like we have so much mom guilt and like I've definitely felt that when it comes to again we'll talk about it later but when it comes to like not breastfeeding 
or mm-hmm. you know I decide to put her down for a nap and I'm doing something else and she starts crying I'm like oh I should just be able to pay attention to her then and you know so mom guilt is also something that I struggle with yes I think all moms struggle with it like mom guilt like mm-hmm. affects us in everything that we do or like are, are we not enough that's what we're thinking in our heads like why is yeah. she crying so much why can't I stop her you know is it something yeah. I'm doing wrong it's like a whole thing and I know that I don't want to you know put down dads or anything because obviously fathers go through it too I'm sure there's I know there's yeah. dad guilt you know but for some reason, like, I feel like mom guilt is just kind of stronger. Maybe it's because we're mm-hmm. expected to be the nurturing ones and the, you know, or the yeah. moms, you know. So I think it's because it's more expected out of us. So it's just more intense, the mom guilt. But and it's hard. It's, it's also like, is it is it a social thing that we're getting all this social pressure from everybody? Or is it more um, like a biological thing? Yeah, like, you know, I am physically supposed to be a mom. I'm supposed to do all these things. Is it coming from that, or is it coming from social um, expectations? Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with you on that because we don't know what it is. We don't know if it's a, a nature versus nurture thing. We just really don't. Yeah. Um, but, we but I mean, it definitely, we... the social pressures don't help, even if it is mostly. Yeah, they um, definitely heighten it for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we can talk hours and hours, but I think what we really want to focus on out there is pregnancy. So the point of the Pam Hour is not only for people that are already parents, but people that either want to be parents or are currently pregnant or trying to get pregnant, whatever your story may be. Um, It's just pregnancy as a whole. So what me and Lauren want to do in this episode for today is to just go over every trimester together (laughs) and because um what you said in your uh, email when you sent it to us lauren which i will read in the intro so if you haven't heard the intro please take a listen to it before um beforehand but in your email you had mentioned that you know you had to find out a lot of things firsthand like i'm like this isn't in the mommy blogs and the mommy articles like it just sounds like it's so like you know, cookie cutter, like perfect, like, and it's not, there's some things that Mm -hmm. we've gone through in our pregnancy that's unique to us because everyone's body is different, but because like, it's just, you don't even know that this would happen to you. And it's crazy. You know, like we, we were warned about the morning sickness, you know, we were warned about like the pressure, but that's about it. That's just kind of the generalization of it. So let's, and even the things that we know like that we're very misleading like morning it's like it is not just in the morning excuse you it is all day exactly <laughs> <laughs> it is it's an all day thing yeah so let's circle back to before pregnancy when did you find out you were pregnant like how did you know you were pregnant um oh my gosh i have to think back now i, know, um, I, I have I, to think back too <laughs> yeah um i had missed my period and so and I kept everything a secret for my husband because um, I wanted to surprise him if I was pregnant so I went to the store got tests you know took them they all came back positive um so like that was you know believed by the book easy simple um it was really hard to keep that for my husband though because um I had to plan to surprise him oh how cute 
Yeah. It was, we had, um, I actually went to his brother, who's a photographer, and we planned getting together to take a photo shoot. Um, and it was just going to be like a cute, like, I think it was around Easter. Um, we we're going to get together and do some cute photos with um, his, Joel's godson. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we planned this out, and Joel was so grumpy that he did not want to go. He's like, I don't want to go do this. I just want to go home and sleep and rest. Out of all days to be work. grumpy. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, stop and ruining like, this for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't care. We're doing this, and you and I are going to have a couple of done by your brother, and you're going to be happy about it. So smile. <laughs> and we Listen got here. there, and being with the uh-huh. yeah, exactly. When we got there, you know, with the kids, it, it was fine. Like he was happy about it when we got there. Mm-hmm. And he was in complete shock. It was it was really fun. Yeah, I do remember the video because I know you guys videotaped it, obviously, and posted on social media. And I thought it was the most adorable thing. I love seeing your husband's reaction because he was very surprised. No suspicion, you know, like nothing. Like it was beautiful to see. It actually brought tears to my eyes. I never told you that, but it did. I thought it was super sweet. And I loved that you announced it that way because we don't really... At least I don't. I don't really see those types of things being filmed. What I mm-hmm. see is usually um, finding out the the gender, the gender reveal. reveal. That's usually yeah. like the popular one. But you know, telling your spouse for the first time like that's something that's that should be done yeah. more. <laughs> it really should because I think it's just as sweet as the gender reveal. But yeah, that's pretty cool. So you find out you're pregnant. You're super happy. Have you been wanting children? Was this something that you yes. were aching for? Yes. Definitely. From I was since I was a little kid. Like I've been working with kids. I love babies. You know, I was I was just so excited to become a mom. Oh, um, yeah. Which um, again, we'll, I'll talk about this later. But I, it was dangerous for me to be so excited about it because, like, I know um, so many people, um, especially people that are close to me, that like have a, have struggles um, becoming pregnant. Yes. Um, but I was obviously blessed with a little angel. Yes, definitely is a little angel. And, I mean, a birth <laughs> is always some type of miracle. So I'm happy mm-hmm. that you got one of your dreams come true, that you are able to become a mommy. So enough of all that sap. So let's circle back. <laughs> <laughs> so you're pregnant. Uh, first trimester. How was it for you? Um. First trimester for me wasn't too bad. Like I didn't have many of the typical like symptoms. Like I didn't have morning sickness in the first trimester. I didn't. Um, oh my god, I hate you. No, I was. <laughs> yeah, that came later on though. Oh, um, interesting. Really, for the first, yeah, it started in the second trimester in my morning sickness, which no um, I actually had a conversation with Chris about that. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember that, Chris. But that's when you started guessing that AJ was a girl because we didn't know the gender. I'll pretend to be Chris. Yeah, I don't remember. So uh, really? just for listeners, Chris had to step out because Noel was being off the chain. And so he had to go. So I do apologize. Okay. I guess it's going to this is actually going to be the first Pam Hour episode where it's just me. Unexpectedly, of course. <laughs> so sorry. I should have told you that, but I didn't really know how oh, to. No, yeah. So I'm sorry. Go on with your story. Um, but yeah, so our the morning sickness was started in the second trimester. So I, we had a conversation with Chris, and I'm like, why am I only suddenly getting sick? And 
I know he's got medical background, so I thought I'd, and you guys had just had uh, Noel not long before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's, so that's when Chris started thinking that AJ, who we didn't know was a girl at the time, was a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but first trimester, for the most part, was pretty easy. I had lost my appetite. That was the hardest thing. Um, oh, so, like, wow. eating anything was, like, really difficult. Yeah. Um, I ended up, like, having to get, like, protein shakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my ass, my doctor first, and she was like, oh, no, those, those are really good. Because I know that some of the protein shakes, they're like, you don't have that when you're pregnant because whatever. It's not good for the baby. Um, but this yeah, one specific that, brand. That's what I read, too. She was fine <laughs> yeah. with. Yeah. Um, so, like, that is really what kind of, like, helped me basically survive my first trimester. Like, I actually had something in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, second trimester. Do you want to move on to second? <laughs> no, no, no. So it was second trimester you said that you got your morning sickness. Yes. Yeah. That is when the morning sickness started. And it was really rough. Um, it was just about summertime. And mm-hmm. I had taken a position to be a summer day camp director at our church. Oh, my gosh. So you're, you're in so the heat. I'm, you're pregnant. Yes. You feel like crap. It's like, oh, come on. Exactly. I'm running around with, like, you know, 20 kids trying to get them organized and get this program going and, like, going out to the park right in the sun and, like, all of these things while being sick. Oh, gosh. Luckily, we we announced our pregnancy really early on. Oh, yeah? Because, how many weeks? Just curiosity. Oh, my Um, I can't remember how many weeks. It was really, really early on, though. Like first trimester um, early on, yeah, first trimester. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have the mindset of I don't want to have to hide things. You know, I I've hid so much things to like my mental health, like with my depression. Like I'm always like, yeah, I'm fine, even I'm not. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I took that as like I don't want to hide, even if it's good news. I don't want to hide anything. Right. I just want to be open with people, and I want to be raw with people. Um, I love that. So we announced really early on. Yeah, That's and part great. of the thing as well is, I know people, the big concern for people is like, you don't want to tell people because you lose the baby and blah, blah, blah. I understand. But for me, if I'm going through such a hard time, I want people to know. I want people to pray for me. I want people to be there for me and help us support us. You want a large support system. Yeah. Exactly. And like, yes, obviously we have our family that would have supported us. But, you know, my family extends onto like my church. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all about blood. Definitely. So we decided to um, tell people really early on. Um, so luckily, everybody knew. So like, I could kind of like sit back and be like, "Oh my gosh, just give me five minutes. I'm pregnant." And we sit. understand, girl. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you can sit there. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that was such a blessing during the summer because it was hot and I was feeling icky and all this. So. Yeah. yeah. So for me, uh, it's funny because our babies are born the same month so we can you know we're following the same sequence of events and timeline of our pregnancy just a year apart but yeah I mean my first trimester was pretty bad honestly I just kind of followed like the stereotype not stereotypes but like what you know articles baby articles say is the norm because for yeah. they say the first trimester is the one where you get the morning sickness and that the second trimester is the honeymoon phase and the third trimester is gosh let's not even talk about how rough it can be but yeah yeah, like the first trimester I didn't have that honeymoon phase at all (laughs) yeah that's what it sounds like so that really does show um, listeners out there that you can you know it's what's unique to your body like second Mm -hmm. trimester 
I, you know, you probably expected from reading everything that, you know, this should be the easy trimester, but it was, it wasn't obviously. Yeah. So, but for me, like my first trimester, it was okay, but it was probably like the third month before it was going to transitioning to the second trimester where I started getting motion sickness. So it was rough. It, it like, it went from like maybe like once or twice a week of vomiting to almost a daily thing. Uh, not to the point where, you know, I don't know what the na- name of it is when, and I feel terrible for not researching it beforehand, but it's what <laughs> a celebrity, I think it was Amy Schumer. She, it's when they, mm-hmm. you know, you just can't keep anything down, like even water. And you just become so dehydrated from vomiting. You lose weight and you get sent to the hospital. I'll have to look it up and then give it in the intro. But yeah, I mean, obvi- uh, luckily I didn't develop that, but oh gosh, I felt like I was always throwing up. And for me, it would always happen when I went to go brush my teeth in the morning, I would just like start gagging. And then before you know what I'm vomiting, yes. and I'm like, Oh, I'm like, this is so gross. Yes. And during, I had that too. Oh, you did. <laughs> and during yeah. my first trimester, I was working a uh, full time. And mm-hmm. like, I had a, I had a pretty long commute. It was like almost an hour. It was like 45 minutes to an hour of a commute. So it was awful. I was late every day to work. It was terrible. I'm like, I, and I didn't even like my job. So I felt like crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had to drive an hour. Oh, yeah. it was like awful. I'm like, I felt like I throw up breath, even though I brush my teeth. I'm like, oh, this sucks. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, um, that was my first trimester. Uh, by the second trimester, I was no longer working, um, but the second trimester for me was great. So my story of the second trimester is boring because, again, <laughs> like my morning sickness was gone. Um, the only difference for me is my stomach grew more like than anticipated. Like it was my stomach grew mm. so much that people thought I was having twins and I would get <laughs> so offended. Like I remember when um. Chris and I, we went to Costco and this woman came up to me and like touched my stomach, which we'll talk about later because that crap just annoys me so much. Like the audacity <laughs> to touch me. You know what I mean? Like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Touched my stomach. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, are you having tw- twins or triplets? And I, I was like, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, first of all, and I'm like, no. And like, I'm just like, why? Who are you? Like, don't touch, don't touch me, you know? I'm like, no, I'm only in my second trimester. And she was like, oh, my gosh, really? You look like you're in your third. I'm like, all right, that's enough. Like, who are you? Whatever. That's exactly what I wanted to say or hear. Yeah, it's the most annoying thing in the world. Like, for Mm. people out there that, let's say you're listening to the Pam Hour and you have no, you know, want desire to have children, you know, you're just listening for fun. Don't ever touch a pregnant woman's stomach. <laughs> it's just yeah. the most, it's so rude and disrespectful and just like, you know, an invasion of privacy, to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah, I just find it the strangest thing that like people just feel so inclined to touch a woman's stomach or even touch a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. Like, no, yeah. you know what I mean, I don't know you. Like, what did you wash your hands? It doesn't even matter because I don't even know you. So whatever I can go on and on with that tangent but it's just the most annoying thing to me I hated that when I was pregnant that people would touch my stomach for me I didn't have a big stomach like I I know (laughs) I just was not even at like right before I I was delivering like my stomach was still decently small like I would go into the doctors and they're like wait 
you're nine months pregnant? Yeah. Are you yeah. sure? I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so funny you say that. I was so salty about that. I would always, I would always tell Chris, I'm like, she doesn't even look pregnant. Like, I was just so salty. Because by like the second trimester, I looked like I like, I don't know, was going to birth an elephant or something. Like, I was just so large. And I'm like, oh gosh. Like, and I'm like, Laura doesn't even look pregnant. I'm so gross. Like, just like. And it's funny because like, I was so annoyed about it. Because like I wanted, I wanted that whole like I want a big belly. I want everybody to know I'm pregnant, and I had these tiny stomach, and nobody could tell. <laughs> yeah, like I would like start like wearing all my tighter clothes so people would know, and I'm like all standing there rubbing my stomach, and <laughs> people are like, "Wait, are you pregnant? You're just rubbing your stomach. That's weird." <laughs> Touch my stomach, please. <laughs> it's like the opposite yeah. of everything I want. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Well, I I was still against people touching me. That is one of the weird things about pregnancy. And one of the things I said to Joel while I was pregnant, I'm like, I don't understand that, like, suddenly, like, we say I'm pregnant, and then, like, suddenly my body becomes, like, everybody's property where you can touch me. Yeah, like, right? My body is mine. If I was not pregnant, you wouldn't come up to me and be like, oh, my gosh, you're getting so big. Or, hey, you're so small. No. Yeah. Just because I'm pregnant, it gives you no right to talk or to touch my body. Exactly. Exactly. And when you're, like, super pregnant hormonal, it's like, I don't even want my yeah. husband to touch me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let alone some stranger. <laughs> yeah. That's One funny. of the things I told Joel really early on when I didn't know I was going to be so small, I had said to him, I'm like, if people just come up to me and touch my stomach, I'm just going to look them dead in the eye and just start rubbing their stomach and see how they like it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's such a good idea. I should do that for the next time. <laughs> Right. <laughs> touch their stomach <laughs> is that a food baby there <laughs> oh my gosh <sighs> so second trimester as I was saying for me was you know kind of boring it was I mean it was great it was fine it was the honey it was the honeymoon stage for me I forgot that I was <laughs> pregnant until I looked down and saw how large I had become <laughs> and I'm like all right you know, I can roll with this so how was it for you like walk us through that for the second trimester yeah um, so, like I said, it was um, that was during the summer. So I was running around doing the day camp, and that's when my morning sickness had started. And luckily, I was not as bad as you with the morning sickness. Um, so I, you know, every couple of days I would get sick. Um, and I was pretty lucky that most of my morning sickness was actually in the morning. Um, cool. I mean, that's I would good. feel like crap the rest of the day, but I would only throw up in the morning. <laughs> That's um, pretty awesome. Um, I just want to dive yeah. into that really, really quick. Mm-hmm. So for listeners there, morning sickness doesn't just mean you get sick in the morning. Okay. And that mm-hmm. might sound really silly to some people listening. Like, yeah, duh. I didn't know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> me personally, I thought I would just feel like crap in the morning. And I'm like, oh, you know, by the evening or the afternoon, sorry, yeah. it'll be gone. No, there were times where I would throw up at night before bed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, like, I'm just, like, I thought this shit was for the morning only. Why do they call it morning <laughs> sickness? It should be called baby sickness or something. <laughs> like, yes, pregnant sickness. Awesome. Not morning <laughs> sickness. That just throws you off right there. Anyways, continue. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I was looking enough to not be throwing it throughout the whole day because I was running the state camp. I was around, you know, 20 kids and, like, I couldn't be running to the bathroom and throwing up every two seconds. <laughs> right, right. So that in itself was a blessing. Um, that is a blessing. But for me, the second, I think, in a way, it was almost honeymoon 
like the whole entire pregnancy for me was not like crazy bad mm-hmm. but and we'll talk about it when we talk about the third um trimester mm-hmm. as well but like i started developing gallstones and Ouch. so for me that was the hardest thing yeah that was the hardest thing for me during my pregnancy and that had like almost nothing to do with the pregnancy <laughs> Yeah, so, I was just going to say that. Like, I mean, obviously we don't know how you developed gallstones, but I mean, how yeah. does that even happen? You know what I mean? Like, is so, it because of the weight increase or what do you think that is? Yeah, so with gallstones, um, some of the things that I now understand is if you've had a uh, big change in weight, so like if you've lost a whole bunch of weight or if you've gained a whole bunch of weight, that can set off gallstones. Um, just like eating greasy foods as well can kind of set it off. Mm-hmm. And so for me, oh, and being pregnant, excuse me, that is another thing that actually does affect it. Um, so if you're pregnant, you are slightly more, you have a higher chance of getting gallstones. So you'll wow. hear this from other pregnant women as well. And again, that's not something people talk about. I never It's not. It. It's not. Yeah, I've um, never yeah. heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's sad. People don't talk enough about the actual details of pregnancy and these things that pop up. Um, so for me, it started up and I would have these attacks and it's, you know, on the, on my right side, like right under my ribs or under my breast and Mm -hmm. it's like really sharp pains and like it would like stab, stab, stab. And like, I'm like doubled over in pain and my mom was visiting once, um, she lived in Michigan Mm -hmm. and like, I'm looking at the two of them and like, you know, I'm pregnant, I'm having these really sharp pains and I start panicking a little. I'm like, what the crap is this? Um, and of course, this is at like, you know, three, four in the morning. And, you know, I wake my mom up for a girl. I feel so bad. But like, obviously my husband hasn't gone to pregnancy. So I'm like, well, he can only give me so much. So I went to my mom and she's like, well, I'll just take a few pain medicines, see if it goes away and we'll, we'll see how that is. Mm-hmm. So the first time was fine. Like, it, the pain kind of went away. I finally got back to sleep. And then... Uh, about a month later, I think it kicked up again, and it was so bad we ended up having to go to the hospital. Oh and um, yeah, and we did ended you, up going to the hospital a few times. Did you think something mm-hmm. was wrong with the baby? I was, I didn't think so, only because of how high the pain was. Oh, okay. If the pain had been lower in my um, torso, then I would have been like, "Oh, what's wrong?" Right. Um, right. But. Again, the next time, because it was so much pain, I was also worried about the baby getting stressed out because I was so stressed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we we were trying to go to the hospital, and um, like a dum-dum, I didn't look at my insurance to figure out what hospital near me actually takes my insurance. Mm-hmm. So we get to a hospital that's nearby, or sorry, an urgent care, and they're like, oh, yeah, we don't take your insurance. I'm like, are you kidding me? And they're like, there's a hospital right there. You can go there. I'm like, fine. So, like, I'm waddling in pain and pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waddling down the street trying to get to this hospital, which is, like, next door. Mm -hmm. Um, We get there, and, like, as we're getting to the door, my pain stops. (laughs) I'm like, are you kidding me? So... It's like, this this woman's not serious. (laughs) It's like, yes, I am. Admit me now. (laughs) It's going to come back. (laughs) Yeah, I was so frustrated. So actually, we went out, we got food, we went home, whatever. It was fine. And again, it was like another month or so. Mm-hmm. And then these next couple of times, um, we actually had our hospital set out where we were going to um, deliver. And so we just drove straight there. 
um, and we were taken care of and that they're like, they went and did, oh, I lied to you. I'm sorry. We went, I went to Michigan to visit my parents because my dad works. He can't come here very often. Mm -hmm. And so I went out and visited them. And first night there, I get another attack. It's really bad. And I'll go to the hospital, actually make it into the hospital. Um, They strap me up. They put a monitor on my stomach. They, you know, give me all the monitors, all this and that. So this happened out of state. That's terrible. Yes, exactly. And my husband's nowhere near. And of course, then I'm worried about the baby. Mm -hmm. Um, So they strap me up. They had a hard time finding AJ's heartbeat just because I was so small and she was she's very wriggly mm-hmm. and so they had a hard time so like every few minutes like they had to come back in and like move the monitor I felt bad <laughs> but um again four o'clock in the morning and I just flew all the way from California to Michigan by myself you know second trimester I'm sick um it was a whole mess oh, so eventually goodness. they tell us like oh it's awesome so basically you just have to you know cut back on the juicy foods eat healthy you know blah 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 so I started on this diet. I was really strict about it for the most part. That's good. <laughs> um, That's good. And so between losing my appetite in the first trimester and then the gallstones and having to change my diet completely, I actually lost weight. Um, yeah. And so. I would assume so, yeah. Yeah, my, my doctors were almost like, you need to like actually put on weight. And I'm like, I'm flying. So, so what what know. was the just for women out there in case they have to go through this unfortunate event what mm-hmm. was the diet what did it entail of what how vigorous was it So for me because the pains were so sharp I just did I went as like almost extreme as you could um which is not good for long term by the way but like we stopped eating fast food so no greasy foods, no burgers, no fries. Um, even like going to places like Panera Bread, which in my head is like, oh, that's a healthy place. They have salads and sandwiches. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Like their dressings and stuff is so fatty. So like when I when we went out, which is where because of my diet, I had to look at the fat and see how high it was. Because I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but you have to keep the fat level extremely low. Mm-hmm. Um so some people can get away when they have gallstones to eat a bit more. Um, but because I was pregnant and I didn't want to have to go to the hospital and worry about her, um, I just kind of cut as much as I could out. So you cut um, a lot of fats pretty much. Yeah. So. I tried cutting like everything out. Like I was surviving on like chicken <laughs> and vegetables. Well, <laughs> chicken and veggies. Yeah. 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 I mean, you just got to play it safe. I, mean, I love yeah. it anyway. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it, it got boring. It got really boring. Of course. Um, I mean, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. yeah. If you're if you're smart about it, like you can pick things like you can have popcorn if it's not the sugar or the buttery kind. Mm-hmm. Because there's like no fat in it. So if you're smart about what you're picking and you decide, oh, I'm going to have popcorn, but without butter, then you can have that because it's right. not fatty. Um, but I mean, that's kind of the rule of life, isn't it? Just you know, better than nothing. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so you started that yeah. in the second trimester. Yeah, I think I started in the second trimester. Yeah. So, so did we, your gallstones... I lost a whole bunch of weight. Yeah, of course, I can imagine. So <laughs> did your gallstones get bigger 
or were they about the same? Um, so I didn't know at the time, but now I know because I've actually had my gallbladder removed. But we, I had a whole bunch of small gallstones. Um, and I mean, I could have passed a few big ones, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know at the time. They, they didn't tell me that like my gallbladder wasn't um, swollen or anything like that, which is why they opted to leave it in me until after after the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, was, was there was there an option of doing gallbladder removal surgery during pregnancy, or is that not an option? So for me, it was not an option. Um, AJ at the time was too big, oh, okay. and so they didn't want to do any procedure. Um, typically, what they'll tell you. If you can get away with it, even if you're diagnosed with gallstones, like in your first trimester, mm-hmm. they don't want to do it. It's risky. It's just a high risk. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so if they can, they'll just be like, no, we're not doing it. Um, they, I, I know that there's some medication out there that you can take, but I don't know how that affects the pregnancy. Um, so, like, for me, they, they're just like, we're not touching it. You're just going to have to cut your diet back and, and do your best. Um, which was horrible. Um, I would go, you know, a, a month. I think it was like every month I was getting a new pack or an episode, as they call it, um, where I'm like doubled over in pain and, you know, I can barely talk. So we ended up in the hospital a few times um, throughout my pregnancy just to be, just to monitor the baby specifically. Because, um, mm-hmm. of course, by the time they get you admitted and they get you stressed up and all this and then they get medication to you I'm like I'm practically good now I don't need the medication mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah all the medication uh, that must have been tough did yeah. you you didn't want to take the medication um the thing is was like the medication would have just been like pain medication mm-hmm. which like at home I of course don't have anything strong enough and then at the hospital they can only give me so much because it's a baby um and of course, by the time they got me the medication, I wasn't in pain anymore. Mm-hmm. So most of most of my episodes, I went without any medication. Yeah, um, yeah, if it's not needed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So all that it, happened in the struggle. second trimester. So not a honeymoon yeah. at all, for sure, for you. No, not yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, not at all. So unexpected too. And then diving into mm. the third trimester, which for me personally was the worst one that was that's my personal story for that because I just things were happening to me that I just didn't know again I didn't know they could happen I didn't I guess maybe I didn't research enough I just I knew that it was gonna feel uncomfortable you know because at Mm -hmm. that point you're you're so much larger but it was rough for me like I did not sleep it was really bad Mm -hmm. so my first two trimesters I was very sleepy and this is gonna this is gonna make me sound like a total bum, but like I'm I'm usually a very <laughs> sleepy person. <laughs> like I'm always I feel like I'm always tired or sleepy. I, I don't know, it's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. I'm s i am I swear my spirit animal is like a sloth or something. Like I'm just always sleepy. So like when I was pregnant, it just like escalated, it just heightened times like a hundred. But yeah. my third trimester, I just couldn't sleep. Like I was so uncomfortable. I had mm-hmm. really bad insomnia. Like, I would wake up every night at the same time, which was, like, 3.30, and I would just lie awake. Yeah. So uncomfortable. I constantly had to pee, um, but that's, that's you know, I read about that, you know, like, constantly having yeah. to pee because of the pressure. And then 
my doctor had told me at the beginning of my pregnancy, like, you need to learn how to sleep on your left side. Um, that sucked for me because mm-hmm. I always slept on my stomach or sometimes my back. But mm-hmm. I'm like, let me try to sleep on my left side. And it was really hard to because I was just so my stomach was so large and I was so uncomfortable. And then like Chris and I would try to do walks, you know, because it's healthy to walk while pregnant, especially. Yeah. And I didn't mind them, you know, but during the third trimester, I didn't want to walk anywhere. It was <laughs> so painful. Like, my feet would get yeah. swollen. Um, but not only that, but I felt a really bad groin pain, which was the weird. I didn't even know that could happen. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and the less classy words, it, it felt like a bowling ball, like, on top of my vagina. Like, that's what it felt like. It was yeah. like, I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. I don't want to walk. And, you know, my husband... He's trying to encourage me, like, let's walk. And I would get mad at him. I'm like, you go walk. I'm like, I don't want to. You don't understand what I'm going through. This shit hurts. And I would get mad at him. <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. he would just, he would not know what to do. You know, he's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, get angry at him because, like, you don't understand what this is. Like, I can't, the pain is indescribable, okay? It would be, like, a sharp pain that would just, like, you know, just Yeah, I would ruin get the yeah, yeah by my groin it was awful and like yeah. I went to the hospital I went to the hospital I was usually I was in a pretty down mood the third trimester almost the whole trimester because I was constantly grumpy I didn't want to walk anywhere her like and I was it was just bad and the third trimester they walk we walked in I had a whole birth plan in my head I was thinking I'm gonna go I'm gonna give a vaginal birth you know epidural whole nine yards and they're like, oh, your baby's breached. And I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> like, I just did it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Your baby didn't flip up. Your baby's head up. Like, it's like, it's like it's sitting, like, comfortably on a chair. Like, that's what, like, they, like, kind of, like, you know, tried mm-hmm. to give that imagery for me. And I'm like, I, I don't know. what. The, so, so, like, can we still deliver vaginally? No. We, hospitals don't really do that anymore. They don't do feet first anymore. The baby has to be flipped. And I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know this. This was new to me. Like, apparently only some doctors do that because it's super risky to do a vaginal birth feet mm-hmm. first. I didn't know that, you know? So I'm just like, okay, yeah. so, like, what do I do? At that point, I was, oh, goodness, I believe I was, like, 30, 34 weeks, 33 to 34 weeks around that time. And they're like, uh, well, you the baby has to be flipped. If the baby doesn't flip by then, then we are going to have to have a C-section. And at that point, I was terrified because I had always been YouTubing, reading, et cetera, like researching about vaginal births. You know what I mean? About like the pain, how to like, you know, make yourself feel better postpartum, how to go through it, you know? And so I was like, I was prepared mentally for a vaginal birth. And so when they throw at me, you're going to most likely get a C-section. I was like, what? Like I was, I was already in a bad mood all the time in my third trimester and then they throw that news on me and I'm like what the hell and they're like do you want to schedule what it's called um an external cephalic version a procedure and I'm like what what the hell is that like I was just like what is this like and they're like oh that's when a doctor pretty much comes in and tries to flip over they call it an ECV for you know the acronym it's what they try to flip over your baby like they press down in your stomach and try to literally like flip the baby over for you like they just like press on you really hard and just like turn your stomach 
And my stomach was already tender to the touch. Like, I was already in a lot of pain. And I'm like, that sounds awful. And they're like, yeah, it's supposed to be really painful. But, you know, you might get the baby flipped and over. And that only has a 50, yes. that only has a 50% yes, chance of working. Yes, exactly. Like, um, exactly. I remember when when you guys found out, you had, you had called us. And um, I, I was in, like, complete shock. I'm like, I knew it happened. But oh, my gosh. And, like, yeah. I just remember the, like, almost panic in your voice of, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't want to go through this. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's exactly. Scary. And I'm like, okay, the baby will flip. And they're like, yeah, it's, like, a 50% chance. I'm like, 50? I'm like, dude, <laughs> I have a better chance going to Vegas and gambling and winning some money. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, um, yeah. 50? And through all this pain. And I did some more research on it. And, like, you know, I don't want to scare anyone off just in case they do decide to go through with this procedure if they're going through the same experience of having a breached baby but I personally it wasn't for me I, it scared me you know because I was reading some mommy blogs I have tried it and it put their baby in stress or the baby's heart rate would drop or escalate or whatever and like I don't I didn't want to risk anything happening to my baby I was terrified and I was already going through the pregnancy I had like really bad anxiety and insomnia and like that would just escalate it more and I'm like I I want to opt out of that sorry I'm like is there any other option to you know flip my baby and they're like I mean you can go the holistic route and go to an acupuncturist and do a procedure I can't remember the name of it right now but if you go to an acupuncturist and they put like a burning sage thing next to your little toe um and by on your feet like that's another way that you can flip the baby and that sounded I mean that what that wasn't for me either that just sounded a little silly to me and I'm like uh no I don't really believe in you know holistic science and me personally you know I know some people do but me personally I just don't believe in it so I'm like oh no was there another way and they're like well you can hang yourself upside down um like lie on your couch and let's just like hang upside down and you can just do that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do that then. So I did that for a little bit. <laughs> it's just so silly. But like I've heard it works for some people. So I tried it. Um another option that I looked at that the doctor didn't express to me was to go to um I don't know if it was a physical therapist, but they do like some procedure to help flip your baby. And that one was getting good, like remarks from mommy blogs like yeah i did and it worked but when i brought that up to the doctor they're like no please don't do that and i'm like oh okay so i ended up not doing it but yeah i just kind of just flipped over on my couch hang upside down for like 15 minutes a day and i did that for like a week or two straight and i'm like okay i don't want to do this anymore you know what so at that point i'm just like all right camilla what are you gonna do your whole birth plan went to shit you know what i mean like i guess I'm getting a c-section and I was terrified because I called my mom because my mom also lives like across the you know across the country she lives in Georgia and I'm like mom I'm like I'm gonna have a c-section and she's like okay I had a c-section so do your grandma and I'm like oh (laughs) she's like I know all about c-sections I'm like man where were you I (laughs) she's like you didn't tell me I thought you're gonna have a vaginal one And I'm like, oh, okay. So my mom made me feel better because she, you know, talked to me details about her C-section, which I'll go into later when we discuss, you know, postpartum after delivering the baby. So, yeah, I I had to change my whole 
like attitude, my whole mentality. I'm like, all right, now I'm going to focus on prepping myself mentally for a C-section. And I did a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of research on that. But it was a whole thing for me. My third trimester, it was just a rough one. Like I couldn't wait to deliver the baby. Like I couldn't wait. I'm just like, when is this baby going to come out of me? (laughs) Like (laughs) I was ready. (laughs) So how was the third trimester for you, Lauren? me like again the biggest thing was with all stones but um like yeah. you had mentioned you had like pelvic pain and like i think you said your back as well for me yeah. it was my hip i had your so hips. many hip pains um typically i like sleeping on my side as well and already and oh, so like when they nice. told me that i'm like ah that'll be fine <laughs> but when you're doing it every single night and you are not allowed to go on your stomach you are not allowed to go on your back it hurts Mm-hmm. and so like I had a, I have a really hard time um I like for a while I was I was debating whether I should like sit down on our balcony with our like recliner seat because that's uh, that's where I could like lean back because it's at an enough of a high enough um angle where mm-hmm. I can lie back and do that yeah, yeah. um but like I hate uh, it's weird but I hate having a whole bunch of like pillows behind me and so I couldn't do the whole pillow thing and then lie up in bed it was so uncomfortable I tried it I'm the same so way for yeah. me like I yeah it's weird but like I had to get one of those pregnancy pillows ones that like wrap around you the big U one <laughs> I had the same thing <laughs> I loved it yeah. so much if you're debating getting it like just go and do it like I got mine on Amazon for cheap Really? And that's super smart. I got mine at freaking, that's that store. I think it's called Motherhood Maternity. Something like oh, that. Have you heard yeah, of that no, store? No, I'm cheap. I'm like, I'll, that I'll was, take Amazon's $20 one. That's super smart because I went there and, and that stupid pillow was $60. And I'm like, all right, I mean, why not? But I should have. Yeah, no, next time I'm going to order on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, I felt really bad for my husband because I'm lying there and, like, I tend to like spread out and kick in my sleep anyway and then <laughs> so I'm taking up a whole bunch of space and then I have this pillow and I'm taking up even more space that pillow's like the size of a night. man yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I felt so bad for him like he would get no sleep but like he refused to let me or he refused to go into our second bedroom on the like pull-out couch that we have and so he's like lying on the corner on his side like almost falling off every night um but oh if we had a bigger bed i swear that pillow would be out like still the pillow uh, even i'm not pregnant anymore but i love this pillow i want to cuddle it, with it, it so <laughs> oh my gosh maybe yours is more comfortable than mine because mine was chill but when i got to my third trimester it, i didn't like it anymore so maybe yours is better than mine. <laughs> well, and I also wasn't as big as you, don't forget. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. So it was easier for me to just kind of like plot myself down. Mm-hmm. That's true. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the hip, the hip pain was probably the worst thing um, in my pregnancy for the third trimester. Um, like I still wasn't a huge baby bump, which, which seems odd, but like. I'm grateful that I wasn't like waddling around. Like I, I remember we visited you and you were having such a hard time like driving and walking around. Yeah. I was blessed to not have that. But at the same time, like I wanted the big belly. I wanted to be like obviously <laughs> pregnant. And um, 
And so, like, part of me was kind of like, not, I mean, I guess you could say I was kind of disappointed because I didn't have that big thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was super grateful because, like, I could still fit into my shirt that I have. Oh, you know? yeah. Um, you have to buy a new wardrobe. And because much. I had, yeah. And because I had lost weight, like, my legs and my face, and obviously not my stomach, but, like, I had lost enough weight where, like, I could fit into some of my smaller clothes from before I was pregnant. <laughs> Um, so again don't plan to do that do not use your pregnancy as like a diet but for me it was great I lost weight (laughs) like I feel great (laughs) so yeah yeah for me personally I had gained close to 50 pounds so Mm. I gained a I guess that's the normal range. I, they told me to try to gain like 30 or something like because I wasn't thin or fit to begin with. So they're like, try not mm-hmm. to gain too much. And I'm like, all right, I'll yeah. try. I ended up gaining like closer to 50, about I think 45 is what if I can recall. And like, I mean, I, I tried, you know what I mean? Like I didn't go out and eat like a cow. I really didn't. <laughs> My problem's always been portion, not really what I ate, but portion. I always had big yeah. I always I just eat big portions. And so I would just eat more than usual, obviously, because I was just always hungry. But I always try to eat like maybe like salmon once a week, um, a lot of sweet potato. I just I wanted to f- nurture my baby's brain too, you know. So <laughs> I mean, it was it was tough for me seeing that those scale numbers go up because I was already uncomfortable with my weight to begin with. So I'm like, yeah. oh, that's so high. Why am I almost in the 200 range? <laughs> like, that's not yeah. good for my height. I'm only five two. So it was it was tough for me personally with yeah. the weight gain. So I, I mean, I mean, Chris had to go out and buy me a completely new wardrobe. I didn't fit into any of my clothes. So I had the opposite experience mm-hmm. from you. We went to Kohl's because they were having a sale on maternity clothes. So we just, I bought like a bunch of clothes, like, because mm-hmm. everything's stretchy. Um, you know, I really encourage if, you know, for those, if they're gaining a lot or if they're, you know, their stomach is larger than normal. I just encourage stretchy clothes. Just be comfortable. You don't have to try to be cute all the time. Yeah. You know, don't know jeans. Who are you trying to impress? You know what I mean? Like wear leggings, wear like if you're uncomfortable in the groin, which is something that I should have done. There's a lot of things I should have done, which I just didn't do. Like is wear like a, you know, you know, that like stretchy, like elastic belt like under you can put under your belly that can support it Mm -hmm. i would definitely recommend those i was dumb and didn't use those um but i recommend (laughs) it um i had a lot of stretch mark problems which really bothered me Mm because i was just you know aesthetically i didn't feel like i was good looking i just it was terrible for me it really took an emotional toll and mental toll on me as well as physical when i was pregnant so you know i should have put on coat uh what is that that cocoa cream thing every night but i i didn't you know and i should have and i regret not um you know moisturize you know your skin is gonna be it's your skin's elastic it's gonna show you know the stretch marks so Mm -hmm. i definitely recommend that and another thing that happened with me that i forgot to mention i don't know if it happened with you is i would my skin like would get really dry and itchy like my stomach was very itchy did you have you know, in itchy, itchy skin by any chance, or were you fine? So, for me, like, I did the same thing. I, I would forget, or I didn't put on, like, uh, lotion or moisturizer for my stomach. So, like, I have stretch marks as well. Yeah. Even though I wasn't that big. But 
for me, the itchiness, I had all over my body because I had um, a high level, level of uh, liver un- enzymes. And so oh. I had another health thing to go on top of my gallstones and everything. And so I didn't have the typical, like, dry skin itchy feeling like you did. Mm-hmm. I just had it because I had a uh, liver issue. Um, I went into oh, the wow. doctor for that. And they're like, oh, it should be fine. Like, it just happens. You get itchy. Um, and I can't remember why, but I think I had mentioned it to, like, another doctor or something like that. And they're like, oh, no, you need to get your blood tested. Make sure it's not your liver. I mean, it's not very common, but because I was itchy everywhere mm-hmm. and I didn't have um, I didn't have a rash or anything, they're like, yeah, you need to get your liver checked out. And so they did a, a blood draw, and I was out with my husband to a um, a Christmas event for my church, mm-hmm. and we literally drove there. We were there with our pastor for like five minutes, maybe, um, and I get a call, and they're like, hey, your liver enzymes are so high, and you need to get into the hospital now. We need to do a check on your baby and see if everything's okay. Oh, wow. And like, so, that would affect the baby, the high liver enzymes. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, yeah, I don't know exactly what caused it. Um, it could have been a mix of, like, the gallstones and the baby and this and that. But um, they were just worried that the baby was going to be in distress. And so, you know, we had to leave this Christmas event. <laughs> My poor pastor, <laughs> uh, he drove us. We drove all the way home. We ran upstairs. We grabbed my hospital bag because we didn't know if we were going to have to deliver. Um, basically, what the doctor said to me on the phone was, if your liver enzymes are too high or whatever, like it'll be dangerous for the baby, so we might have to deliver. Um, and so this is, I was November, and I was due in December, uh, December 20th. And so it was more than a month before delivery date and I'm panicking I'm calling my mom I'm like hey I don't know what's happening I have to go to the hospital we might have to deliver so we could end up having a baby today oh and my gosh. so we got home we grabbed the hospital bag we rushed over to the hospital and I mean just to get to the hospital it still takes like an hour and a half because we had drove driven somewhere else for this event and then we had to drive home get our stuff and then drive to the hospital um and so by the time I'm there I'm, I'm I'm trying to be as calm as I can and like, but you know, as soon as we get there, we're like, oh yeah, the doctor called us in. We need to get in there to get tested. Um, They rush us over to the um, labor and delivery area. They get us into a bed. They do blood tests, um, dress us up. And so they can hear the baby's heartbeat. Um, And after they've done all these tests, the doctors look at everything and basically they say, "Um, you're good. The baby's fine. She's stable. Uh, we're going to have to look over these results a little more, um, and we'll call you to let you know, but you probably will have to be induced. And that was scary. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely So, scary. end of November, we get all of this news, and, like, it's all of a sudden. It wasn't, like, a buildup of, like, oh, this might happen, this and that. It was just, like, boom, you're probably going to be induced. So, be prepared. <laughs> wow. And then we had a regular uh, prenatal checkup with my doctor. I think the next week or the same week. So we go in, you know, everything typical. They do the weight. They, you know, listen to the heartbeat. And the nurse that we had, and at this point, we had the same nurse every time we went in, which was a blessing. 
um, like she knew us. We kind of had a little banter going back and forth. It was it was a blessing to have those ladies. And one of them said, because obviously it was on the on their chart, they knew all of what had happened with the hospital visit. And so they're like, oh my gosh, we heard you're going to go in on Sunday and get juice. Like, we're so excited for you. And I'm like, sorry, what? No, nobody told me anything. What do you mean? Yeah, mean? yeah, exactly. And I'm like, panicking. And so she's like, oh, I thought you knew. Let me uh. go get the doctor. And <laughs> just like, you know, look like a deer in the headlights. Let me put out this fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so like, we're, then we get, we're in the room and we're sitting there waiting for the doctor to come in. And I'm like, panicking. I'm like, I can't go in on the first. Like, I don't have anything ready. The baby's nursery isn't ready. Like, ah. And I'm like oh. freaking out. Yeah. And the doctor comes in and she's, she's really sweet about things. She, like, she explains everything. She's like, you probably have to go in on the first. Um, you all have to call the doctor or the hospital and confirm and all of that. But she's like, this is, this is what's going to be. And so, you know, of course, I had a whole bunch of questions about the induction. And she's like, you have another appointment at the hospital. You need to go, um, I think I think it was like a stress test for the baby or something like that. So you mm-hmm. have to go into this. When you have questions, have it all written down and ask the doctor there at the hospital. So that week we went into the hospital for another test. I swear, I felt like I lived at the hospital. Right. Um, it's like, oh, gosh, what's next and now? We, yeah. We had the most amazing nurse at the hospital. She was so kind. Um, I felt bad for, like, pulling her away from her other duties. So, like, I looked at her, and I'm, like, freaked out. Like, I just need you to tell me what being induced actually entails. Like, how long am I going to be in the hospital? Like, do I need to do anything special at home? Like, different than I would have normally done? Is it too early for the baby to come? Like I said, it was it was a month about a month before she was actually due and I'm panicking about her being too small or this and that and so she she was really great she sat there and like talked us through all of the things answered all of our questions which is another thing like for those of you that are pregnant or want or will become pregnant like be honest with your doctors and talk to them ask yeah. them questions um Agreed. they're in that field for for a reason like they love doing what they do hopefully um, hopefully and you can tell exactly. the ones that don't yeah you can tell the ones that don't like the job like they're the grumpy ones they're the ones that aren't going to spend time with you if you have somebody like that be like mm, i need to go talk to somebody else please send in another nurse or whatever mm-hmm. um yeah don't be afraid nurse, to be vocal definitely please don't and and that's something I'll, I'll talk about when we talk about labor as well about about being vocal about your needs and what you want or um but anyways, so this doctor, this nurse gave us everything we needed. We went back to the house, and there was just, like, a sense of calm of, like, okay, I finally understand what's going to happen. It's not too early. The baby's fine. It's just if my, liver, if my liver levels get any higher, then it'll cause issues. So that was stressful, to say the least. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'm on and off the phone with my parents who are in Michigan. Joel's talked about his family, who are most of them are in Bakersfield, California, which is about two hours away from us. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, just like, this is what's happening. Please pray for us. Please keep us in mind. Um, we're going in on Sunday. Um, I'm calling my mom. And this is like in a week's time. We're going into the hospital to be induced. I'm on the phone with my mom. I'm like, we're getting induced on Sunday. When can you get out here? Because mm-hmm. um, the original plan was she was going to come out about a week before our due date. Um, and so I had just stopped working 
um, the week before I had gotten this call. Okay. Um, so luckily I was on maternity leave already. That's good. And that's super lucky. So I didn't have to worry about, yeah, I didn't have to worry about leaving work or anything like that. We got a doctor's note from my husband so that he could take paternal time to take care of me and the baby, um, which again is a blessing. Our, our bosses have been amazing with, with, with our situation and, and giving Joel time off and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Sounds like it. So I call my Not mom. Not everyone's as fortunate. So, so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I know I heard some stories that they're like, oh, yeah, I barely got any maternity leave. It's bad. It's horrible. Uh, but our bosses were amazing. Oh, that's so lucky. So going back to my mother, I'm so all over the place. I apologize. No, no. Um, it's, it's I, called, <laughs> I, I called my mom and I'm like, hey, so I'm going to get induced this week. Can you get down here? Um, so they quickly go online and they, they were lucky again. Tons of blessings in this, thank goodness. They were able to change their flight or her flight so she was able to come on this Sunday. Oh, great. And, Good. Um, yeah, so she came. We went down um, to, I'm so glad she did not go to LAX. She went to Long Beach Airport, which is a smaller airport, nice and easy. We get down there, we take her up. Um, we spend the day together, basically, and then that night, we pile into the car with my suitcase and we head off to the hospital. So it was a crazy third trimester for me. Yeah, it sounds like it. All because of some <laughs> liver enzymes, which again, I'm sure yeah. you didn't know about because again, that's mm -mm. really not in the articles, the blogs, the YouTube no. channels. Like, it's just not. Yeah, and I don't think that the liver enzymes for most pregnant, like, it doesn't happen that often. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like a weird thing for me where I had to do with it and it's not a typical pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you went to the hospital. And so what I've, as I've gotten older, I am starting to become friends with women that now have children or want to have children, you know, because my friends from earlier years want to obviously have children of their own in the future because we're all growing up and a lot of the women that have already given birth they tell me they're like you know what your hospital experience really makes or breaks if you want to have children in the future like it really does like if you've had a horrible hospital experience during your labor with postpartum like how you were treated you know, the nurses, the doctors, like it really, really has an influence on your experience. So when you were giving labor, like how would you, how would you say they treated you? Did you think that you were being treated well? Did you feel like they were, you were being heard? Like how was the experience of labor for you? So uh, like I was mentioning, like I was induced. So I had a unique situation. Anyways, I didn't go in with like my water broken and you know getting started right they literally had to like help me through all give me all this medication to actually start the labor right. and so that was really tough um i had a hard time my whole stay in the hospital ended up being about five days um from going in getting induced to leaving with our daughter um that was hard i had a really hard time because you can't wander around because especially when you're being induced because they need to keep the monitor on the baby to make sure she's okay and that aren't you know there's nothing um going wrong 
Mm-hmm. Um, I know that if it's a if it's a typical delivery, some hospitals will allow you to kind of like wander around, like that can help with actual labor. Um, but because I was induced, I wasn't able to. So literally, I'm in this tiny room mm-hmm. in the hospital bed. We have a couch next to the bed, which either my husband or my mom were on. We had like one of those like plastic, hard plastic chairs in the corner for my husband. Again, either my husband or my mom to be sitting in. They took turns coming back and forth from the house. Because again, it was three days before I had um, actually given birth. Mm-hmm. And so most of our, most of the time was great. Um, the most of the nurses were absolutely fantastic, really kind, really you know generous and and sweet with us. Um, That's great. The hardest thing for me, other than obviously being stuck in a tiny room, um, <laughs> no. was actually getting my service cervix checked. And this is again something that people don't talk about. For me, it was so painful um so basically they have you lie down flat which was a blessing that because i haven't laid on my back for months <laughs> um <laughs> like, oh, this but feels then, nice. <laughs> yeah so basically like your legs are wide open and then you check your cervix and if you don't know that's basically seeing how far um how open you are to see if the baby is ready to come out mm-hmm. or how low the baby is and so, for me, I mean, my body was not ready to give birth because I still had a month to go. Right. So doing this check hurt so much. And the younger, we had a couple of younger nurses who they gave me a couple of tips of, like, taking my fist and put it under my um, hip to raise my hip up. And that eases the pain when they're checking. Um, hmm. And so, like, the first couple of times in the hospital, it was great. The nurse was really sweet. She took her time. She, like, kind of walked me through what was going to happen. Um, and then we had a nurse change, shift change, right? And uh-huh. the next nurse comes in and she's older, not like ancient, but a little older. <laughs> right, right. And which is fine, except for the fact that obviously she didn't know these tricks. And she, she's a labor, labor and delivery nurse. She doesn't care about things. She's going to do what needs to be done because that's what happens in labor and delivery. Mm-hmm which was horrible because she didn't give me a second to kind of position myself. I didn't get to put my hands under my hips to raise my hip. She just kind of like went in and it hurt. So I'm not prepared. I obviously have this really bad pain. So I reached out and I'm pushing her hand away. Because it hurt Um, that much. And at this point my, yeah. And at this point my water had broken. And so they didn't want to have to do these checks often. But Mm. I'm in pain. I'm like nine months pregnant. I'm, hormonal and annoyed and now I'm in pain I'm pushing her hand away and I'm like stop you you need to stop I'm not ready for this She's like I can't take my hand out because if I take my hand out and do it again there's going to be too many um chances of like germs and things getting into the baby mm. and I'm like I'm not ready you need to take hand I'm like pushing her hand away right um well, and it was stop it was horrible yeah and so she like eventually I'm I wish I didn't back down, um, but eventually I backed down. I took my hand away, and she checked, and literally it hurt so much that I screamed. Um, oh the nurses at the nurse desk heard me scream from down the hallway. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and it's so not supposed to hurt was, like that, <laughs> like that, yeah. like that. Like it's not supposed to. Yeah, it's just being I mean, rough. part of it was like, 
Yeah, I was like worked up and obviously like anxious about it mm-hmm. because I knew I've had I've had another experience. The first one I had, uh, first time I did it, um, it hurt as well. And again, yeah. the nurse wasn't very nice. Um, so this is the second time that it's been kind of a traumatic event for me. Mm-hmm. I was not happy. It hurt <laughs> like no other. Yeah. So the nurse finishes what she's doing. She takes her gloves off, walks back down to the nurse's station. Um, and then what really kicked me off was that then I heard her say to the other nurses, yeah, she just screamed. I'm like, are you kidding me? I did not just scream. There was more to it than that. Yeah. Um, and so I was very happy to hear that that was at her the end of her shift. So she ended up leaving not long after and we got another nurse. Oh, God. Um, she is. Yeah. Only so she left that, sooner. <laughs> Yeah, that that was definitely the like most traumatic experience for me during the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's hard because well, a, nobody tells you really what it what entails like doing a whole service cervix check, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, is it I mean, like, like a, I've heard it happening? Is it like a device mm-hmm. they insert in you, or like what is the check? Nope. What does it entail? It's their hands. It's their hands. Okay. So. Yeah, so basically, like, they're just sticking their hand up to feel where the baby's head is to see how big and how low that, that opening is. So, um, like, the first time I was checked, it was completely closed, so they couldn't touch, like, the baby's head at all. Right. Um, by the end, by the time you're going into labor, like, they can feel the head. Okay, and stuff I like see. That. When your water broke and all that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and so that's why they don't want to do more than one, or they don't want to do many checks, because it's a direct opening to the baby. So if they're bringing germs in while they're doing this check, it's close to the baby and they don't want all of that. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So, Oh my gosh. That's. If I like next time, assuming we have another baby and assuming we can have the baby naturally, um, if at all possible, I don't want to get checked again. I do not want to get my service checked because for me, that was traumatic. Yeah. But that, uh, does not at all stop me from wanting to have another baby because you know that like minute or whatever of traumatic event will never outweigh the years and years and years I will have with my child yes I love that that's that's a great point you know and like mm-hmm. because I personally I interviewed um if you look back at Tara's episode um she we kind of dabbled on it a little just her traumatic birth experience and then one of her friends as well like if you have a terrible labor experience and the hospital staff is just not listening to you or treating you well like it just kind of deters you from wanting to have that second child but for those of you that have gone through that painful experience that traumatic experience and you do want to have a second child, but you're paranoid or worried that you're going to have another terrible experience, you know, just listen to what Lauren said. Like, just think about the years and years and years you'll have with your second or third or whatever child. Um, It just really outweighs that one experience. It really does. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. yeah. And I think part of that is being proactive. So if your insurance, if you're able to do it with your insurance, is go to different hospitals that are on your insurance and mm-hmm. take the tours and talk to nurses and talk to the doctors because just that conversation will tell you a lot about what your experience will be. 
if yeah. they're if the nurses and doctors are kind of like, man, I don't want to talk to you. I don't have the time to talk to you. You're probably going to get that experience when you're in the hospital. Yeah, that's an excellent point, and I love that you brought that up because hospital tours, I second you on that. They are important. So we had an mm-hmm. option with through my um, well, I had Medicare because, and I'll dive into this for another episode, but what to do when you're fired from your job while being pregnant. So I was fired from my job, which is why I stopped working. It was not by choice um, by the second trimester. And so because I didn't have the insurance through my, uh, obviously through my job anymore, I had to go on Medicare. And I was very, very lucky to have gone on Medicare because I ended up getting better, more better options than what my job's insurance was providing me. Um, it just worked out for me in the end. It's always a blessing in disguise in the end. But yeah, so mm-hmm. they gave us a choice between I delivered at UCSD Hospital in San Diego, California, and they gave us a choice between one in um, a neighborhood in San Diego called Hillcrest and then another neighborhood in San Diego called La Jolla. And for those not familiar with San Diego, California, La Jolla is bougie. Like that's where the that's where celebrities live. Like Alicia Keys lives there. (laughs) Like I'm not even joking. Alicia Keys lives there. And like, you know, their hospital when I took, when we went and took the tour is beautiful. Like it's so beautiful. And like, you get like a view of the ocean and it's super like fancy schmancy. And so you automatically think like fancy. I mean, I did at least like fancy looking hospital, you know, there's, it's going to be a great experience. Right. But no, like Mm -hmm. the, they were so cold and clinical and like, I'm just, it just wasn't for me. And they didn't have a NICU center yet, or I believe they did, but like it wasn't mm. as developed. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, it's beautiful here. Like, but does that even, does that matter? Like, does that really matter <laughs> that I'll get an ocean view looking out of my room, yeah. you know? So we then went to the Hillcrest location, which is, it's an older one. You know, so it hasn't been remodeled with all the bells and whistles. Um, But gosh, I loved the nurses. I loved they had midwives and nurses that worked together. I'm like, I I just you don't I don't really see that. I I just thought midwives were in um, birthing centers. But no, there was mid Mm -hmm. midwives or there was a there were doulas. I had a doula program. They had a great NICU center just in case, God forbid, something happened to my baby and had to be sent to NICU. Like the nurses were so friendly. The doctors were so you know, welcoming and personable, which you don't really see from doctors a lot, at least in my experience, but mm-hmm. they, they actually took the time to listen to me. And like, I'm like, and it wasn't a pretty looking hospital. I mean, it wasn't run down, but like, it wasn't <laughs> beautiful aesthetically, like the La Jolla one. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know what, like, that doesn't matter. So I decided to deliver in the Hillcrest location. Um, mm-hmm. And I had, I mean, there were like things where I'm just like, eh, that I didn't really like, but nothing traumatizing for me, you know, for my delivery yeah. at least. Um, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interject. I'll let you finish um, your mm-hmm. vaginal, ex- you know, birth experience because obviously our, you know, our stories are going to differ because, you know, you delivered mm-hmm. vaginally and I had a C-section. So continue yeah, walking is, us through it. Mostly where our, yeah, this is mostly where our story is kind of like, separate and yeah and very different experience yes um and so after that nurse had um done that check um i'm of course panicking because i'm like i don't want to go through the opinion because they're gonna have to check again because i'm being induced um 
and I have anxiety and so my anxiety is like shot through the roof and I'm like panicking I'm like I don't want to do this anymore I just want to get out of here and of course oh, this is on my like second or third day um I don't know I don't even know what time of day it was I don't have a window in this room mm-hmm. and so I'm just sick and tired of being in this bed I want to get out I want to get this baby out I just want to move on with my life you know I'm like freaking out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so um, the nurse comes back in to say something and I'm like, I just want to talk to the doctor. I just want to talk to the doctor. And so I feel slightly bad now, but whatever. They had to get a phone and like bring it into the room and plug it in because I'm hooked up and I can't walk around. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so they bring in the phone and I, I get to talk to the doctor. Ugh. And um, both my husband and my mom were actually out of the room for whatever reason. So it's just me and I'm freaking out. I'm on the phone and I say to her, I'm like, I just want this baby out of me. Like, can we just do a C-section now and just get it over with? And she's like, whoa, whoa, relax. <laughs> Let's walk through this. Like, it's a bit extreme. No, no, I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was being a bit uh, melodramatic. <laughs> just cut me but, open. I don't um, care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so she's just like, well, these are your options. And like, went through a couple of different things. And she's like, if you could have an epidural. And that will basically stop the feeling. So if you have to do another check, it won't hurt. And then that also gives us the option of doing, you know, whatever we need to get the baby out. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, she, she wants to do everything we can do that's not a C-section. Right. Um, which I'm glad now um, we ended up doing, um, not doing a C-section. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got, I got an epidural and it wasn't very fun, I have to admit. Um <laughs> It was um, not fun. The same nurse. Well, I mean, it's a big old needle going to your back. So, yeah. you know, there's no part of that that's fun. Um, so, you know, this nurse comes back in and she's like, okay, so the doctor talked to me. We have the order for the epidural. Um, he's going to come down and, and we'll give you the epidural and blah, blah, blah. So the guy comes down and they have me sit with my legs um, hanging off the bed so that he can reach my back and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the nurse gave me a big old pillow to kind of, like, hold on to, to kind of, like, stable myself so I'm not, like, swaying back and forth. Right. Um, and at this point, um, she's like, okay, you just need to relax. And I never finished my birthing classes because I was induced so early. Oh, okay. And Makes so sense. I, you know, I didn't have any of these, like, fancy techniques and blah, blah, blah. And honestly, if you don't go through the birthing classes and you don't have the techniques, you will be fine. <laughs> Like, if you're stressed out, like, talk to the nurses that are there. They've mm-hmm. done a million of these. Like, just ask them for advice. Like, I had to do that with one of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I had to control my breathing. So I would breathe out for five seconds, breathe in for five seconds, and, like, just have a stable. And that's what I focused on. Um, I had a clock right in front of the bed. So, like, I would stare at that. So, like, every five seconds I would see it. Um mm-hmm. And, like, my contractions weren't bad. Um, I could definitely feel them, mm-hmm. um, but they weren't crazy bad. So, like, when they started to get a little worse, like, I just focused on the clock and I focused on my breath. And that really did get me through. And so I used that same technique when I was getting the epidural. Um, just five in, five out. And, the, you know, I got the epidural. It was great. It takes my, like, whole back up just to keep it in place. Mm-hmm. And the nurse looked at me, like, in shock, and she's like, that is the best I've ever seen anybody take that. And yeah, I'm like, see, I'm no wimp. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's super like, painful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And I'm like, see, I'm not a limp. I can take pain. But, like, you're mean about it. Like, you're not, you know, whatever. But, so, I had the epidural, and it was so weird. Like, your whole lower body goes, like, completely numb. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, of course, I've been in this bed for three days. I want to move around. And when I before the epidural, I was, like, flipping over all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to do it as little as possible with the epidural because every time I wanted to move, we had a call nurse in. <laughs> Oh. because I cannot move I have no control over my legs yeah, yeah, right? yeah so like I have the catheter and I have no control over my legs and so every once in a while I'll call and I'm just like I need to move and the nurses were great at that point um, again that last nurse had left um, her shift was done so these other nurses came in and they were very kind they helped me move around and all of that um, after some time I don't know how long again I completely lost track of time over those three days after some time, I, I started to feel the baby drop, and I can feel, like, my body getting ready. And so, which was weird with the epidural, because there is no pain. Right. But, like, I can I can just feel her weight, I guess it was, like, just kind of, like, shift down in my body. Oh, okay. That's how it and, feels. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It, it's really quite odd. Um, like, honestly, I don't feel anything like that. Like, the closest thing to that is, like, having bowel movement. Um, so you just feel this like weight moving down, mm-hmm. and of course I've never done it. I don't know how it feels. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom's with me, but she didn't have an epidural, so she's like, I don't know how it's gonna feel for you. Oh, she and did of course, natural. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. she did. So she had a really bad reaction to medication. Um, when she gets pain medication and things like that, mm-hmm. she like just falls asleep and she's really really drowsy. And oh, so for wow. her, that wasn't possible because she did it with my brother. She had medication. Um, so then was basically fuzzy and doesn't remember any of the delivery. Um, oh, so like God. with me, she didn't, she went as natural as she possibly could mm-hmm. for that reason. And so part of me was wary about taking medication because of that. Um, but I had, I took some other medication um, while at the doctor's. They gave me something else um, to help with some of the contraction pain. And I didn't get drowsy like that. Um, and so I felt more comfortable doing things like the epidural because I didn't react the same way my mom did. And so anyways, I didn't know what to expect. And suddenly I feel this weight move down in my body. And I just say to the nurse, I'm like, I think something's happening. (laughs) (laughs) And she looks at me like, I'm like, I I think I'm seeing something down. And she's like, okay, can I check? And she's like, I'm like, yeah. I got an epidural. Do what you want. (laughs) I don't feel anything. (laughs) Exactly. Go for it. And so she's texting. She's like, yep, you are ready, girl. And so, um, yeah, it was really fast. And I'm really glad I did the epidural when I did because if I waited a little longer, they probably would have been too late. You can't do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's something a lot of people don't know. Like, the timing mm-hmm. of the epidural is crucial. Like you can have it too yeah. soon. And by the time you're it's already delivered, it's kind of like almost gone or you can have it like it's, it yeah. could be too late to have one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you got lucky. Yeah. And by the time, and I'll touch on this a little later, but by the time the baby was delivered and I was getting stitches, um, the epidural was just fading off and I was starting to feel again. So like I was getting stitches while I could feel, which was not fun. Ugh, no. Um, but anyways, going back. So they, they wheeled me into the next room, which was the actual delivery room, mm-hmm. um, big old bright lights and, you know, whatever. And I have this epidural and I'm shaking. 
because like my this is how my body's reacting to the medication it's just like right. i'm not necessarily cold but i'm just shaking yeah um and so it wasn't too much longer i think i pushed for like half an hour um which is crazy good was um, your husband for, I know with some you people... pardon was joel with you or your mom or yeah okay yeah, they, they, we were lucky enough to have both of them. They could both stay with me the whole entire time. That's great. Um, so basically, we were allowed to have like two people, I think it was, with us, and maybe one. But obviously, my husband is baby the, the baby's daddy, so she right. could be in there. Yeah. And then my mom was kind of in, <laughs> she was kind of in the like midwife doula type position for me. Okay. And so they allowed her to stay as well. Okay, um, I think if the hospital was crazy busy, they kind of would have been like, only one person was left. Choose but wisely. Was, yes, I know. <laughs> and funny enough, I actually said to my mom early on, I'm just like, I just want it to be Joel and I. But then that's when, you know, we had the typical plan when it was gonna she was gonna come when the baby was actually due. Mm-hmm. But with the in, induction, I just kinda I'm like, whatever, my mom can say, Joel can say, let's just let's just get this over with. Right. <laughs> um, so they both stayed and they were both great. Um they pressed us into the room. They get my legs up on the syrups, which are not very comfortable, I must say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's great. We start pushing, and I've had the epidural. So, like, I'm not feeling any pain. I'm, like, having a conversation with Joel and my mom, oh, and wow. I'm laughing. And then, <laughs> and then, like, the nurse is like, okay, do you feel a contraction? I'm like, sure. Yeah, okay, I feel it now. Yep. Okay, push, push. Okay. Ah. And we start pushing. Um, luckily I didn't feel any pain like that was fine and like in the middle of the contraction I in the contractions during the whole process I ended up having to tell my husband I'm like don't look at me don't look me in the eye because I'm just gonna start laughing and then I can't push (laughs) any total concentration (laughs) yeah basically and like so we stop pushing and like you go back to our conversation and I you know we're laughing about stuff I'm cracking jokes Mm -hmm. um that is probably the best thing about the epidural was like I was able just to relax during that time and like just kind of enjoy it yeah. and not be so worried about the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was great. The baby came out healthy, fine. Um, I ripped my skin, ripped and muscle, and so like I think they have different levels, and I was basically a level two, which that meant basically my skin and I had mus- muscular tear, um, oh, okay. and so. I didn't know that. At our hospital, yeah, fun. At our <laughs> hospital, it's great because they um, they always have the skin-to-skin contact after the baby's born. Good. So baby's born, they basically, like, do a very basic, like, wipe down of the baby, get all, most of the gunk off, mm-hmm. and then put the baby to my chest. And which is great. If you get a chance to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Like, just an hour of just sitting there and relaxing and holding her. The worst part for me was the fact I had mentioned before, my epidural was wearing off. Mm-hmm. And so I'm starting to feel my legs getting that part great, but then I'm getting stitches and the epidural is wearing off. Uh, like, can I get another, yeah. another round like, of that, please? I know. <laughs> Give me more time. <laughs> so, but at that point, I had basically hit my max, and so they didn't want to give me anymore. And the machine was out. And I'm like, all right, so I'm going to have to go through this. And um, so they finish up, close everything up. I can put my legs down. Mm-hmm. And I was done. So they take the baby over to this little area where they weigh her. They make sure um, 
you know, they put the the uh, oil stuff in her eyes. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I know what you're talking about. And, yeah. Yeah. They like the they weigh, weigh no her. Mm-hmm. They weigh her. They measure her. You know, her height and her head circumference, um, stuff like that. Just like the very basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they wrap her up. All cute as a button, and put her into her little bassinet that's on wheels. Yeah, <laughs> roll and her over next to you. They're like, yeah, exactly. And they're like, okay, are you ready? I'm like, what? Yeah, sure. Uh huh. I'm like, I don't remember this part of what we were doing next. So they needed me to get into this wheelchair, and they're gonna wheel us over to recovery. So there's three different sections in our hospital for the delivery, um, or for the whole process. And so they they had me stand up because the epidural were worn off, so I can stand up myself. I just have to be wary. Mm-hmm. I stand up and I try to sit down in this chair and I can't. It hurts like so much. Is like a burning sensation, like a UTI type feeling, or how does it feel? I had it was like like the stabbing pain uh-huh. because it was just like searing pain because I I had just gotten stitches. Mm-hmm. I'm like my skin is like I just like ripped open because I pushed out a baby right and my medicine had worn off so the actual pushing part didn't hurt because I had the medication but it's worn off and I cannot sit down and the nurse who just watched me like laugh through my delivery she's like you're fine just sit down I'm like no no I'm not no, like, if you, like if I have to, yeah if I sit down and put all my weight on here. A, I'm probably going to cry. B, I'm probably going to pass out. The I'm pain saying, was no, that? You won't. You'll be fine. The pain was that excruciating yeah. when you felt you were going to pass out? So, yeah, well, I have, yeah, it was really bad pain. But then I also have something called, um, oh, I'm going to forget the name now. Either way, I have some, these are legal. There you go. Um, where after, like, the adrenaline rushes through, like, mm-hmm. it's, possible that you can pass out so like for me um I've gotten tattoo and I've gotten piercings then like I had my nose pierced and because the adrenaline rushes right after it for me I can pass out um because my blood um no blood pressure just drops oh Um, I see and so I knew I had that and I had warned the doctors about it but usually what happens it kind of happens during the event for people but for me, it typically happens, like, right after. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm telling her, I'm like, no, no I'm going to pass out. She's like, no, you won't. You'll be fine. Just sit down. When you have these, they go, it happens during the event. I'm like, no, I'm going to pass out if I sit down. And she's like, you're fine. Just sit down. Like, Ugh, I hate you right now. <laughs> and so I'm in this chair, and I look like I'm sitting down. But legitimately, I was doing one of those wall squats. Okay, where yeah. I'm like, or, <laughs> I know yeah, because I'm, like, pushing about. off of my leg. Right. So I literally just gave birth, and now I'm doing this, like, thing where I'm, like, having to hold my butt off of the chair because it hurts so much. Mm-hmm. And we get over to the room, and, like, I, I don't think I've ever stood up so fast. <laughs> I'm, like, get me up, and I, like, jumped up as, like, fast as I could. Uh-huh. I'm standing, and I'm, like, okay, we're good. And then, I like, I have to try and get myself onto this bed. And, again, it hurts to sit. So I, like, Gosh. didn't kind of, like, waddle and, like, rolled over onto the bed. And then I was there, and it was fine. Um, and then my husband, the baby, and my mom walk in, and we all get settled into the new room, and it's great. Mm-hmm. And we get a relax. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, that was, you know, three days just compacted right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
and then you got to go home after two days after two days so you stayed two days in the hospital yeah okay so the baby was born AJ was born on the third in the morning and then we stayed all that day the fourth and then we left on the fifth in the morning okay yeah all right and how long how long did your pain last do you feel can recall um it was probably about five weeks after I had pain five weeks um okay just yeah, like was intense. it like like vaginal pain or mm-hmm. it was vaginal pain for five weeks yeah. were you um, yeah I mean like my abs and everything were hurting because obviously I just pushed right um but for the most part it was vaginal pain for me vaginal pain okay did you um bleed for five weeks as well did you have like a period for five weeks straight I don't think I bled for that whole time I think I bled for like four okay for four weeks that's good okay I just like I'm asking because I just I want to compare it with the c-section to see if they like run parallel because I I honestly don't know anything and Mm -hmm. much about vaginal delivery yeah yeah okay yeah for me like when you when you're done with obviously delivering you go into this recovery room at the hospital we were at and you know, you basically just gotta chill. And AJ was so she was so good. Like she slept and she napped, which was a blessing because then <laughs> I could kind of lucky. situate myself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Did um, you? And so, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, go because ahead. because we had I had like I had the catheter and I had everything, so we had taken the catheter out, and they're just like, well, we obviously need you to pee just to make sure everything's working fine and whatever. How um, was that? And I'm like. Yeah, and I had an IV, so I'm like, I have tons of food in me. I'm like, I can do it. We're good. So my husband helps me up, and we walk to the bathroom. I sit down, and I'm like, yeah, no, I can't go. So I try and stand up. Uh-huh. And, like, as I'm walking out of the bathroom, like, wash hands, blah, blah, blah. Or actually, the sink was outside of the bathroom. But anyway, I'm walking out, and I look at my husband. I'm like, nope, I'm not good. <laughs> and he had to come over and, like, grab me because I started getting really weak and dizzy. Um, no. and he's like, okay, back to the bed. So when you and peed, so he lied f- me back down. <laughs> when hmm? you peed for the first time, was it super? Was it painful? Well, here's the embarrassing story for me. <laughs> I, I never. So I had gotten back to the bed, right? Mm-hmm. And though we had a hand sanitizer machine on the wall, because he gets back, gives me some, because I didn't make it to the sink, and I'm feeling ugh. And I relax. I'm like, okay, I'm, in bed. I'm just going to chill. Okay? I'll be good. I'll be good. And then I pee all over the freaking bed. Oh, wow. And like, I look at him. I'm like. It was out of your control? Yeah. Like you just. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> because I had sat, because I had like sat down and I just like, I relaxed my whole body and like, I had just tried to go. But now that I was actually relaxing, it's like, I'm like, well, I'm going to have to call a nurse in. <laughs> <laughs> so oh our nurse gosh. came in and like it was a new nurse because it was a recovery nurse and she i just look at her and i'm like i am so sorry she's like no don't be sorry don't be sorry and so like they have me stand up and like like i can go to the bathroom like i'll wash myself off and of course i'm not jumping in the shower at this point so i'm literally like you know wipes and whatever to clean myself up mm-hmm. and they change out the whole entire bedding like all the covers and stuff and i get back in bed and i'm like okay i'm ready for lunch now because, of course, I had been three days without food. 
Oh yeah, because that's right. You can't I eat. eat. That's right. Exactly. And so they bring me food. I'm like, yeah. And so after that, it was fine, and I relaxed. And it, it, you had asked if it was painful. It wasn't painful. It was just like a sense of relief. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I mean, so. so I watched a movie. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's it stars um Shari Charlize Theron, however you pronounce her name. It's called Tully, <laughs> and it briefly shows her labor experience. Like really briefly. It's like a two three minute clip and she was struggling peeing and so when i was watching that movie i'm like oh if you deliver vaginally does it hurt to pee so i wasn't sure that's why i was curious but it yeah it was like, just, yeah. it's an odd situation because because you've gone through all of however long you've been pushing mm-hmm. and that hurts right and so your body is in distress it's tired and it doesn't right. want to do that anymore and then you sit down to pee and you obviously have to push to pee, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're just scared to push because it hurts. And that's the same when it comes to a bowel movement. You're scared to push because you don't want to rip anything because I've already been ripped, right? And oh, so like, yeah. you're just tense and you don't want to relax and it hurts. Um, I don't know if that's the same for you after your C-section. Yeah. So it's how... So this is TMI. I do apologize. I can edit it out. <laughs> but how many, <laughs> how many days... Was it before you could poop? Um, I think it was like three, three days, maybe four even. Okay. Yeah, they actually sent me home, and I like I didn't have to do it at the at the hospital. They sent me home, and so like I was in my own house, which like helped me like relax, I guess. And mm-hmm. um, we also have a potty potty because they're amazing. Um, and. I'm going to the bathroom and I'm like paranoid and super scared about going and like I like I'm pretty sure that like I think I went over to like scratch my leg and then I'm like oh I can go this way and then like I went to the bathroom I don't see my sorry uh, but I went to the bathroom that way and like you know I finished up I clean off which was the other thing about going to the bathroom they give you that like um water bottle that you like spray yourself with mm-hmm. it's weird but it's great. <laughs> it, it is great. Okay, so for yes, for women is. out there that are gonna have a vaginal delivery, get one of those. Yes. If they give it to you, like, or even like, I know a couple of different companies are like selling them now that have like the angle spout. Like, mm-hmm. do it. I promise you. Like, you have um, like lukewarm water or whatever, and it like helps cool and like refresh because you can't. You don't want to wipe with oh, toilet paper, right? And hurts. so you use the water and you like spray the cleaning yourself and then you pat yourself dry. And mm-hmm. it's so nice that it's just like it's refreshing and it like cools down because because you're so swollen. At least for me, I was so swollen and red. But mm-hmm. the cool water helps like calm everything down. So yeah. there you go. That's my do it after um, you give birth. Yeah, and it took you um, five weeks until you fully felt like yourself again. Like physically, that is. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah was. so um yeah we had come home from the hospital and that was the most I had walked in like five days uh-huh. because I had to walk getting to the car was finally wheels me out but to get into our apartment um we had to park my husband let me out as close to our place as possible but I have to walk into our like courtyard area upstairs mm-hmm. and then like still farther I had to walk down to get into our door right I had to get into the house and then you know get my pillow because at that point I was sitting on a boppy pillow because right. that's the only thing that I could sit on um that it didn't hurt mm-hmm. 
And so another thing, if you have vaginal delivery and you can't sit down, I know bobby pillows are supposed to be for your breastfeeding, <laughs> but, like, trust me. Like, you, if you don't want to use a pillow or you don't want to pay for it, like, get a towel and roll it up into, like, a C-shape. And trust me, it is a lifesaver. Because mm-hmm. I could not sit down unless I had that pillow. So. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so I had situated the pillow down. Uh-huh. I sat the pillow down on the chair, and then I was able to finally sit down and relax with it. Um, and so that was the most I'd walked in five days. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm up and about at the house because, like, I don't want my family, my husband, and my mom to, like, wait on me hand and foot getting water because like I can get up and get myself a glass of water right <laughs> and yeah you know that night and the next morning I am in so much pain oh gosh. and I just look at I look at them and I'm like I am in more pain than I was at the hospital like what mm-hmm. is going on and my mom has this horrific story she had stitches as well mm-hmm. but her stitches had like come loose or something like that if you're medical like background and you're listening to the story ignore all of my terms because I'm sure I'm throwing like the whole dictionary out the window um but anyways the stitches were like poking my mom Mm -hmm. and so she went like a month or something ridiculous in like terrible pain because the stitch is poking her because it wasn't like tied off properly or whatever did not get infected and so I don't think she had an infection she was super lucky but like she was in tons of pain yeah Oh my gosh! And so, so she had, she had to go back to the hospital and whatever mm-hmm. as well. But so like I I had super sharp pain, so I'm like, maybe that happened to me. Like what? I'm like I'm freaked out and like I can barely walk. I'm worse in the hospital. So we we rush into my doctor. We give them a call and they're like, come in, come in, come in. So we go in. They check everything and she's like, everything's fine. You're just really swollen. You need to take it easy. Mm. That's what I didn't do. You didn't so take it easy. I didn't right. come home and. Yeah, I didn't come home and relax. Like, I was out about getting myself water. I was doing this and that. And I needed just to relax. Mm-hmm. So the next few days, we came home, and I just, as much as I possibly could, I just relaxed. Like, I went to the bathroom, and I went to the chair, or I went to bed. Um, and that's it. And that's how I had to recover, because I was just pushing my body too far and too mm-hmm. hard. Wow. So I didn't know that... Um when it comes to vaginal delivery that you just have to relax just as much. Like I know that it's a shorter recovery time than a C-section, but I mm-hmm. thought, see, I don't know. Maybe I'm just silly, but I always thought that once you have a vaginal delivery that it was going to hurt, like sting, like a UTI type pain after like maybe like a week. And then you're like back to normal. Pretty much you can walk around and stuff. I didn't know that you had to actually like, <laughs> sit and rest as much as possible i didn't know i just I mean, you know so i mean that's my story obviously but like i know somebody uh, close to us that like she gave birth and she was like out of the hospital the same day she was totally fine like she went to freaking disney that week <laughs> at the end of the really? week like she literally had what? like brand new baby and she was at disney walking around I'm like, oh, okay, so it, like, we brought a wheelchair. Okay, so it for does her just in case, and it like, does differ per woman. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Okay. And like she was, we I had a conversation with her about you know delivery because she she's had three kids and she has a great great delivery story for each one. And okay. she's like, 
oh, I see all these people like getting wheeled out after the river and they look exhausted. And I looked at her like dead in the eye. I'm like, you know, that's going to be me, right? <laughs> no, no nonsense. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, not everyone's as lucky. So for my C-section, no. um, just to dive into that part of the story. So it was actually really fine in the beginning. So they had scheduled it's so weird they scheduled me out like when should we schedule to cut you open i'm like oh it was like super mm. casual you know they're like all right well so for c-sections ideally they like to do it at 39 weeks um mm-hmm. so they scheduled mine out for december 10th at seven in the morning you can't eat um close to 24 hours before and you have to rub this like gross red like it's not shampoo it's like some type of like body wash obviously it's like it's some type mm-hmm. of disinfectant you have to shower with it the night before and then day of so I did that um I rubbed it all over my belly you know and I went to bed then got up super early crack ass at dawn to go you know get cut open so we got there um checked in and the whole thing was super like informal like I just it was so casual like you just walked in you know Mm -hmm. and then they're like all right we're gonna do the epidural now um I was supposed to be delivered first I was I thought it was the first one to be delivered um but there was a woman that came in with twins that needed to have well she didn't come in she just she was there and she needed to have an um, emergency c-section because she was having twins and they're like all right we're Mm -hmm. gonna have to push you back sorry so I just sat in the in the hospital room with my husband and my mother-in-law she was there um because my mother had already gotten her flight to come the week after so I'm like Mm -hmm. all right so I was with my mother-in-law which was fine I mean I was happy that she was there because I needed some kind of um mother support you know so I was happy that she stepped in the meantime so we just kind of waited around like uh they had Chris get in his gear um which is like you know he was dressed like a doctor he's wearing like you know the white lab coat and like he had like the the lunch lady hairnet (laughs) like so he was ready to go and then it was my turn and like okay so they wheeled me into the operating room they didn't have Chris come in yet he was still waiting because they needed to have me all set up and like that this is when it started getting like weird like I just felt like I was like living in like is this my life it was just such a strange feeling because it was all so new like okay we're gonna give you an epidural Mm -hmm. um pretty much you know what you had that giant needle like in your back it's gonna hurt so how was that for you yeah so they sat me up like the nurse was right in front of me and then the nurse behind me Mm -hmm. was going to inject it into me and she, they just flat out told me, they're like, it's going to hurt. And maybe this is just me being ignorant, but I didn't know the epidurals hurt. Like, I didn't know it was painful, mm. um, the actual procedure. I just didn't know. So I was like, oh, okay. And I, they're like, okay, brace yourself, ready? The count of three. And I'm like, all right. And then when they, by the time they counted three, the pain was so, like, out of nowhere. It was so sudden that, like, I, like, I, like jolted forward and, like, grabbed the my oh. um, nurse in front of me's thighs <laughs> like it was so like invasive and, like but it was just like a set it was like a jerk motion I did like I just unexpectedly and I looked up at her I'm like I'm sorry and she's like that's eh, okay this happens to me all the time I'm like oh okay cool because <laughs> I like yelped I'm like ah, I don't, like it hurt I'm yeah. like what the hell and then I felt nothing like below me and they're like okay yeah. and they're like 
let's test it. Do you feel anything? I'm like, no. And they're like, okay, good. Cause we've been like pretty much like stabbing you for like the past, like two minutes to test it. I'm like, oh wow, I don't feel anything. Like, that's so cool. I was so amazed. And then, um, they sat me back. They put like the veil in front of me. And then that's when Chris came in and he stood by my head and he watched the whole thing. And he was just like talking. We were just like, again, like you just having a conversation and I, mm-hmm. I looked at him and I'm like, when is this going to start? And before you know it, I hear a baby crying. And I'm like, oh. wait, <laughs> like they they already did it. Like I was so confused. And then Chris looked yeah. at me, he's like, yeah. He's like, they've been doing it the whole time. But we were just talking. I'm like, what? I had no idea. I didn't feel a thing. Like that epidural is so crazy. Did, yeah. Yeah, it is. Did Chris watch? Did yeah. he actually watch or was yeah. he just kind of like, yeah, only, he watched all the Not only did he watch, he like kind of low-key videotaped it like with his phone. Like he was like holding his phone. He's like, I don't know if this is allowed. But like, so there's like videos of like Noelle come, like being cut open. I mean, not her, but like me yeah. being cut open and the baby coming out of me. I was like, what? And he's like, I'm surprised you didn't feel it. I'm like, no, I mean, I had that epidural obviously. But like, like yeah. he was like, they were like moving your stomach back and forth like like this was like nascar and they were like changing out a tire like that that was like the motion they were doing (laughs) and i was like wow and then they cleaned her up and then not all hospitals do this i think it depends on the hospital but when you have a c-section they either not all of them put the baby next to you um they just don't they just carry the baby Mm -hmm. away or they take you to the other room um but as they were like sewing me back up um you know below my abdomen um, they put the baby head to head with me. I couldn't hold her, obviously, but like Chris was holding mm-hmm. her for me and her head was like touching mine. And I'm like, yeah. oh, like this is I mean, obviously, I don't get like the vaginal delivery experience of like actually having getting to hold my baby. But this was mm-hmm. it was good. You know, it was still beautiful. Like we we're touching head to head. You know, I was like kissing her like the top of her forehead or like the side of her head because I couldn't really reach. And it was, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I felt like I was living in like an alternate universe. I'm like, this isn't my life now, is it? Like, it just didn't really, I was pregnant for nine months, but like, I just, when they, when they're right there in front of you, you're just, it's just a different feeling. You're just like, wow, like Mm -hmm. I'm a mom now. Like, it's just so like surreal. And so, yeah um they the whole procedure of the c-section from like checking me in to getting me set up to the epidural to cutting me open it's probably took about 40 to 45 minutes like it was super short like and so they i was shaking the doing like the whole violent shaking i think that's just the reaction to the epidural um and yeah yeah, and so see this is the part where i'm hazy i don't remember i don't know if it was the epidural or i don't know if they gave me some type of medicine but they're like, you're probably going to feel like nauseous, like wanting to vomit. And at first I felt fine. And they're like, oh, that's great. But like when they like wheeled me into my to my hospital room and brought the baby, I started vomiting like nonstop. I just kept mm. throwing up and I was th- I didn't eat. So like I was just throwing up like stomach acid. It was awful. And like, again, I didn't feel a thing. They put the catheter in me. I didn't feel anything like it was cool. So for the first day day one so for a c-section unless it was an emergency one of course my schedule with c-section i was in the hospital for the extra day so i was there three days instead of two so day Mm. one was great it was fine like you know like i was just hanging out with my baby so my hospital was very 
breastfeeding friendly, very pro breastfeeding. So immediately when they wheeled me into the my you know my hospital room in my bed, they tried to get me to breastfeed like immediately. Like they they didn't like mm-hmm. you know they didn't ask me like are you gonna formula? No, they just immediately try to latch me. I don't know if all hospitals do that. Um, but mine personally, like they did, they're super pro. And I guess that's why they had like the midwives and the doulas because they like to, they're more all about natural. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, so they try to get me to latch. They had a lactation specialist come in immediately. Um, so the only thing I really didn't like about my experience is I didn't really get left alone that much, um, which has its pros and cons, you know, but like, it was, I felt like there was always someone in my room. Like I never was by myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, not by myself. But I was never like just like with my husband or my, or my mother-in-law. Like there was always someone or a team in the room with us. And I'm like, all right, like I understand if you need to come in to like inspect because like when, and again, if this is too, too much you know information, I apologize. But like when you get like these really bad, like big blood, blood clots, um, kind of like when you have your period and you're just like, you know, releasing the egg, like you get really big um, blood clots afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, if it's like over the size of a golf club of golf ball, um, it's something it's worrisome, you know, because we don't want, mm-hmm. um, you know, we don't want to bleed out or go into some septic shock or, you know, because a C-section is riskier than vaginal birth. You know, you do have a higher chance of dying. So yeah, they, there was always, like, someone coming in, like, a team. It was either a nurse or a doctor, a lactation specialist, a pediatrician. Like, so it was always someone. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, can everyone please leave? Like, I want to sleep. I want to do something. Like, I want to rest, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that whole experience was a little annoying, but it wasn't anything traumatizing, um, I would say. But it was great. First day, fine. The day two was awful <laughs> because they removed my catheter and they're like, okay, so with the C-section, you have to walk as soon as possible. Not like the first day, but like the next day. They really try to encourage you to walk. They're like, okay, if you can mm-hmm. walk from here to your bathroom, which is in the same room as me, they're like, like that's enough for the day. And I'm like, okay. I got up, and the feeling is so it's such a weird feeling. You feel like all of your organs are going to like topple out and fall out of you. That's what it feels like when you stand up. And like, I just felt so weak. My pelvic floor was shot and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is the most painful feeling I've ever felt in my entire life. Like it just, Oh my gosh, it's hurt so much. Just thinking about it was like freaking me out because it's so painful. I did not want to walk. I just like, I feel like I'm going to throw up Mm -hmm. because I don't handle pain. Well, have a really low pain threshold and like they want me to walk I took two steps and I started bawling I started crying hysterically mm-hmm. I'm like I don't want to do this like this hurts so much I didn't sleep that much the night before because the baby was you know nursing because I started breastfeeding or attempting it immediately and like so I didn't really sleep and like I'm like I can't walk like why are you guys making me do this and so like they gave me painkillers and like I attempted walking I tried to attempt walking like every hour because I wanted to heal as fast as possible because they say when you have a c-section the more you walk the quicker you'll heal so I'm like okay Mm -hmm. let me try to walk and, like, Chris would try to help me, but I would, like, stop him and I would start crying. I'm like, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. You don't understand how much it hurts. And, he, you know, he would try to encourage me. No, come on, you can't. I'm like, no, I can't. Like, you don't understand. It hurts so much. And so he was being very – he was very patient with me, which I really appreciate. 
you know, he was super patient and trying to be understandable, even though he didn't, you know, exactly know what was going on. You know, he was still empathizing with me. So, yeah, the second day sucked. <laughs> like, the second night was awful as well because, so if you're nursing uh, or attempting to nurse and your milk is, like, you know, starting to come in, there's something called cluster feeding that babies go through, which is when they try to feed every half hour, pretty much. So Noelle didn't sleep at all that night. Like she wanted to nurse with me every 30 minutes. And with breastfeeding, like the first, if you do it for the first time, that shit is so painful as well. <laughs> like because mm. your nipples are not used to someone biting it yet. And so they yeah. didn't really like harden or I don't even know what happens to nipples, honestly. But I mean, breastfeeding doesn't hurt me anymore. But the one that I was first attempting, oh my gosh, that pain. My nipples would bleed and they would get dry. And they gave me like this lotion for it. I believe it's called like Murad, mm -hmm. Murid, something like that. I'll look it up. Um, but and I'll post like the name of it at the bottom of the description. But like they I would use that for like my crackling nipples and my bleeding nipples. Yeah. And like the baby was like trying to nurse. And then like I would go through so much anxiety and stress because the baby. So she weighed in at seven pounds and then she dropped down to six pounds and they were like scaring me. They're like, oh, she's she's dropping weight. You need to keep nursing. I'm like, I, I can't produce more milk. I'm trying here. Like I'm my after well, my supply isn't in yet. I'm sorry. Like and they I would feel like it was my fault. And I'm like I'm just not a good mother. I already felt that I wasn't a good mother. And it's only day two, you know. And I'm like yeah. I can't do this. I'm like and they did not suggest formula at all. They were so opposed to it. And they're like you just got to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't sleep. So like for day two and night two. I slept literally 20 minutes and that's not an exaggeration. I slept 20 minutes <laughs> the, and like the third day uh, a lactation specialist came in to introduce herself like a new one. And as she was talking to me, I fell asleep on her. I didn't even know I fell asleep what? on her. All I heard, I, like, I felt like a dream. Like she was like zoning out and I was closing my eyes and Chris was like, oh no, she's really tired. And she's like, I know. And then I passed out. Like, I don't remember. That's all I remember. <laughs> and then I woke up out of nowhere and I'm like, what happened? And Chris was like, you fell asleep. Like while the lady was talking to you, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, I didn't know. I'm just like, Oh my god! And so, like by the third day, we I, we attempted the walking, and they're like they had to also check up on me to see if I would do a bowel movement yet. And they're like, okay, did you poop yet? No. Okay, cool. And so, like I didn't know that after having a C-section, it would be so hard to poop. Like I did not know that. And so it took me nine days to poop for the first time. Nine fucking days, and like in those nine days, it was it was awful because first of all I can't cough and when you have a c-section you can't cough because it hurts like so much you feel like all of your organs are gonna fall out and like so like every time I had to cough like I would like hold on really tight to a pillow and like put it against me uh, like against my um you know my sutures or my stitches and like cough you know I'm like oh, gosh mm -hmm. and then the car ride back home like every bump that Chris went through was yeah. so painful. I'm like, Chris, can you please drive slower? He's like, I'm trying. I'm like, oh my god, it was like a whole thing. We were like always like bickering at each other because we were, we were just, huh, it was it was so much. It was so new and stressful. We were both worried about the baby constantly, and then we got home, and they told me to rest as much as possible, but to also walk. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. So like we lived on the <laughs> we lived on the second floor in the apartment in the apartment as well as you guys. And so 
they're like try to avoid stairs i'm like okay well i have no choice <laughs> like i have to walk up my stairs and so like every step i don't even know how long it took me just to get up those stairs but every step i took was so painful and i finally made it up the mm-hmm. stairs and i was just exa- i hadn't showered in like the three days so i was i smelled terrible i looked terrible like oh my gosh and my i bled for like six weeks straight like heavy too it was heavy mm-hmm. and it was awful and my mother-in-law helped and my husband helped me so much throughout it and then my mom came and like with my dad and my sister to meet the baby obviously but my mom helped me too like I was super appreciative of that and you know the one word of advice I can give to um, people expecting is take all the support and help you need like do not Mm -hmm. think that you can do it yourself like I'm sure you can you're a badass woman cool that's great but take your pride away and just let people help you. If someone offers, if there's a girlfriend or a friend of yours, it's like, girl, how can I help? Be like, you know what? You can come over and help me. Like, really, like bring me groceries or, you know, help me with this. Help me because you're not going to focus on cleaning your house either. You're just like your place is probably yeah. going to look like garbage, you know, <laughs> dishes piled up. You don't want to cook like you're just you're exhausted. This is such a new experience for you. And you just want to try to avoid getting like depressed, you know, I, I mean, I, it's, I know that's inevitable, but like, at least to like, mm-hmm. you know, make it more, like make it easier for you. And oh my gosh, like I, it, the whole thing was a whirlwind, like just thinking back on it now, cause I haven't done it in quite some time. Like I just, it made me forget like how much of a whirlwind it really was like mm-hmm. uh, so much crying and mom guilt and like, and you know, I had my first pediatrician appointment coming up and I'm like, like, does she gain weight? Like freaking out. And like, I did something that the doctors and nurses at my hospital were, you know, shaming. And it's, I try formula. Like I, I, I'm like, she needs to eat. You know what I mean? Like she needs food. She needs to gain weight. Like she went under a pound, which is a pretty big, you know, deal. I'm like, I have to get her back on weight or like a little more. And so like, what we did is like I, I my milk supply was finally coming in and like my nipple pain wasn't as intense anymore, I guess, because it was getting used to it. And so like she would nurse. But if it still wasn't enough milk, if she was still crying because she was hungry, we would do like a syringe and fill it up with formula and pretty much like inject it in her mm. mouth, you know, like slowly, obviously not inject the whole thing, but like slowly like inject <laughs> it in her mouth like it needs she needs to eat. You know what I mean? And so fortunately, um. When, by the time the pedi- pediatrician appointment, the first one happened, she was of weight again. And it's like, oh, good. And I wouldn't have been able to get her to that level if it weren't for the extra, you know, the supplemental, like the help of the formula. Like it really helps. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hate when I see those people that there's people that shame moms for not breastfeeding only. And it's like, like, dude, like, stop. You know what I mean? Like you need like, let's support moms because this is not easy for us you know we're all trying here and learning and what we want is best for our baby you know and if that's doing it in a way where like uh, you just you know you just feel like you need extra help just so be it you know so yeah the whole my c-section experience overall if given the chance and my baby flipped (laughs) like i would be more than happy to do a vaginal way but you know c-section was it was, it probably took me to feel like myself again, probably six months, like six mm. months, I would say. 
for me not to be like in extreme pain over like my new incision <laughs> that I now rock with, you know, flair, <laughs> um, probably, probably a little over a month before. And even now, like just a few months ago, like I still feel like a kind of twinge of pain out of nowhere. And like, it's still, it's weird. Like it still kind of hurts sometimes. And it's been like mm. almost a year and a half. It's been a year and a half now. And, like, it's just crazy that it still affects you in some way. And I also developed something called diastasis recti, which is when your abdomen walls uh, split in the center. So I have, like, a little gap there by my belly button. And so, like, a lot there's a lot of, like, effects that can happen after you have a C-section. Like, that's why it's a riskier mm-hmm. way. And, it you know, it's unfortunate that's becoming more common. I know that hospitals are trying to, you know lower their percentage of having c-sections but i don't want to knock c-sections you know because obviously mm-hmm. the way however your baby comes out as long as the baby's healthy and the mother's healthy is what matters so i'm not knocking c-sections at all i'm super grateful for having mine and for my baby being healthy and my hospital team taking great care of me but you know it, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that happen in your postpartum that you just don't expect Mm -hmm. the whole pooping incident was awful like it was so (laughs) like my embarrassing story I couldn't poop I was miserable I was super constipated and uncomfortable on top of my incision and like not sleeping I was miserable pretty much (laughs) like I just I'll be flat out I was miserable I was crying every day I was mad at my husband for no reason like it wasn't logical you know what I mean and he didn't know what to do and he's like I'm like I just I want to poop what the what do I do and he's like okay I mean he's a nurse so he's like I can give you an enema so he pretty much had to like take like (laughs) like he had to like shoot like you know something up my butthole pretty much and I was so embarrassed I looked at him and was like don't look at me (laughs) like I was like so vulnerable (laughs) and he's like he's like babe I'm a nurse like this doesn't bother me and I'm like yeah but like I don't you know what if you don't think I'm sexy anymore like it was just so silly (laughs) and he's like stop he's like no you need to use the restroom I'm like okay and so he like shot it up my butt and then before you know what I use the restroom I'm just like oh my god finally (laughs) like that was so awful oh my gosh and that's really like at the hospital they they were giving me like food softeners like right away Mm -hmm. so like yeah that helped (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so for me when when I was in the recovery room one of the things that they had to do was like they had to keep checking like right testing on my clinic if my um uterus and I was like all like going back to original place and original size how did they do that for you because obviously you had the defects and they couldn't just like push on your stomach how did that happen or did they not do that um let's see they honestly I don't recall them doing that to me um again the whole experience is a whirlwind I mm-hmm. I believe they did push on my stomach the first the second day I believe so second day for me was terrible I actually now now that I bring it up mm-hmm. I, I they did push on my stomach the second day they did and it was super painful and awful I remember now mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah they did yeah I completely forgot about that wow yeah, there's other stuff yeah. that's happened to me that I just, you know, I just flash back. I'm like, oh, yeah, that also happened to me, too. Yeah. Was, yeah. was your... Like block, blocking things out. Yeah. Was your hospital pro-breastfeeding? Like, were they trying to get you to nurse, like, constantly? Or were they more chilled out about that? They were definitely pro-breastfeeding, but they were not as intense as yours was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for us, like, 
even while we were in um, in the delivery room, so before we moved, they were, we had a specialist come in, and like she was trying to get me to nurse, and it wasn't too bad. Um, they had to get one of the um, covers for me mm-hmm. because AJ was having a hard time laughing, so we tried using that. Um, it, it was it was going all right for the first couple of days, um, but like you say, it's it's an odd, weird thing. So like, you know, if, if she's not nursing or she's not laughing, like I had issues with, and then um, even like I don't know if she's eating enough, like. I can't, obviously, like, are we wearing, like, teeth are, like, we can't see if she's eating, like, a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, you're panicking, and, like, you get the manga, and you're, like, freaking out, like, I don't know what she's eating, am I doing the right things, am I, like, do I do it wrong? Um, um, so, like, the first couple of days were okay with us, like, she nursed decently well once she got a latch, but that was the hardest thing for us, is getting a latch. Um, and so, I mean, our hospital was, they were very understanding, they did the best they could to help us, but, like, once we got home, um, I tried nursing a couple of times, but um, because I had to go back to the doctor, like, the next day, um, we had we actually had some formula samples from, like, um, when we did our registries, they gave us some samples of stuff, mm-hmm. and so we had some formula in the house. And because I needed to go to the doctor, and I didn't want to take AJ out again because she was so young, um, my mom stayed at home with her, and so she actually got formula, like, the first day she was home because of that. Right. Um, but I'm like, I can't, because of all the pain I'm in, I can't sit here and like nurse because, you know, I'm stressed out and I don't want that because obviously babies can have a sense like if you upset something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was for me and the situation I was in with all the pain and having road, going back to the doctor, um, it was the best thing to do. And right. so the plan was to, obviously trying to do both like formula and nursing and like maybe pumping and just doing it that way. Um, but the, just, and I know some people love nursing and, and honestly, like I wish I could, but mm-hmm. the amount of time and the stress and all of that, that it was for me and my body, it was just, I couldn't do it. And that's okay. Yeah, like, it is. yes, I still have the Martin girls. I'm like, but this is better for her. But, She's alive. She's fed well. She's a good weight. She's mm-hmm. happy. Um, and that's one thing that like people don't. More people are talking about it, but people don't talk about it enough. It's like as long as the baby is fed, she's fine. She's mm-hmm. happy. Exactly. She's healthy. That's all that matters. So that's seriously, all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it's it's one of the odd things to do for me is, you know, when we're at church, because that's usually the place we go to. Um, you know, there's a few other people that, like, have kids there, and one of the dads, she saw me preparing a bottle, and luckily I'm close to, to his wife, so it wasn't too weird, but, like, he had asked me, he's like, oh, they're not nursing, and I'm like, no, I don't really want to talk to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, it's like, none of your business. <laughs> if you see somebody, yeah, if you see somebody with a bottle, like, you don't know their story. Exactly. You don't know what's going on. Like, leave it be. If you are close to them, like, you and I can talk, then that's fine. But, like, if you're not that close or whatever, like, don't judge and don't comment. If you have a question about it, ask them if it's okay if you can ask a question. But mm-hmm. don't just assume. Exactly. Because yep. you don't know the story. You don't know the background. Exactly. Yes. And that is a good note to leave it on, honestly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we 
oh my gosh, I could talk to you for like hours about all this because it's so interesting. I was just, I was just looking at the time. You're going to have to bump this into like two or three different um, podcasts. <laughs> it's definitely my longest show, but I think this has been super informative. Um, and for those listeners out there, I really hope that if, you know, if you're expecting or you want to, you know, conceive and have, be a mother, um, I really hope that this episode has given you some insight um honestly to wrap it up in a nice bow don't have any expectations you know like mm-hmm. you know because like i said like i preached a million times throughout the episode is the experience is unique to you and to your body all women react differently some have great three trimester i mean um yeah great pregnancy throughout the whole thing some people are warning sickness throughout it like you know some people have to get an emergency c-section some people you know everyone's different it's a different story for everyone but that's what makes it beautiful because your baby is a part of you and your journey through it mm-hmm. so yeah yeah one of one of the things last thing i wanted to say is um make make a plan like both family and i we had plans um we know what we wanted like for me originally i said i didn't want medication but throughout the stress i had i'm like i can't do it i need i just exactly so have a plan and know what you want and have your spouse or whoever's going to be with you even if it's just a nurse at the hospital let them know what your plan is type it out give them a sheet of paper Mm -hmm. know what you want but be flexible with that yes please be flexible you didn't want to yeah because like you didn't want to have a c-section i didn't want to be induced but things happen things happen yep things happen exactly (laughs) well thank you so much lauren i really really appreciate you just you know talking about pregnancy and postpartum with me i really appreciate it that episode was definitely needed and we Mm -hmm. couldn't have made it happen without your insight so thank you so much yeah thank you for having me yeah well i will talk to you later and that is everything on the pam hour guys thank you so much for listening i'll talk to you next week bye guys